So let me ask you a question. Uh, why do you we, think we're seeing the uh, a rapid increase in the past few years I of, can explain that of, as well. mm -hmm. of young people identifying as trans? What's that? What's that signify? The history of left-handedness. This is the oh. history of left-handedness in the United States. Mm -hmm. Do you see what happens here? It, it, it levels out. It goes it up and up levels out. Levels. We used to pe uh, we used to treat people who were left-handed as satanic, as the devil, all that kind of. Shit. Remember oh, that, right? No. And that's why there was a lot of people who didn't record themselves as being left-handed. And then, boom! When we stopped doing that after the 1880s and in the 1900s, it spiked. Now, this spike isn't because there was a whole bunch of indoctrination, or Alex Jones was like, "Oh, left-handed ideology. Everyone has become left-handed." This has nothing to do with that. This is naturally how many left-handed people there were and then it plateaued. We are in a, in a situation right now where it is safer than ever for people to come out and, and if they're queer, bisexual, whatever it is, and because of that, they feel safer expressing that. That's why Gen oh, Z wow. of all I was concerned there was a transgenocide. Yeah, so he, here's... This is this is the actual statistics on people increasing. You can see the red one. Mm -hmm. that, that is Gen Z. That is the amount of people who in Gen Z, it's skyrocketing. It looks so, like they're so identifying more than ever because so, their generation feels more comfortable talking so, about this kind of stuff. So you don't more, think yeah. that there's yeah. like a, a trans genocide or anything like that? I don't think that there's a trans indoctrination that is coming through media. Genocide, is, I said it. I, yes, and I'm saying that I don't think there's a trans indoctrination coming through media that is programming kids to become trans. I think that's ridiculous. Donchi, Bonsoir, and hey fam, it's your friendly neighborhood Lance here to give you a quick update. I'm about to head out to the Tim Pool compound. I'm currently staying in the travel lodge that they put me up in, and some people might be wondering what exactly is my goal here. Uh, if I'm being honest with myself, I know it would be the greatest thing ever if, uh, you know, I just sat across from him and said, you're a goddamn Nazi fascist, and then ripped off his beanie, and then, oh, massive victory for the left, uh, but that's not actually what I'm going to be doing. To me, uh, it's actually way more important than what I want to try and do here is if I can just make like 1% of his audience less paranoid and afraid of queer people the way that I think there's this like echo chamber of indoctrination that they kind of, they, they keep hearing the same things over and over and over. 70 to 85% of people uh, who are trans end up regretting it and want to detransition. Made up statistics like that, that when they say it enough times, it feels real to all of them and justifies a lot of the bigotry that they actually try to push forward. If I can kind of dismantle some of that, if I can have you know a handful of people even want to go online for two seconds and look up the Cornell University meta-study that shows that it's less than 5%, 55 of the studies that they looked at, 52 of them said that there is a net benefit to gender-affirming care and that there's a very low rate of detransition and of the three that didn't say that they were neutral there was no negative effects to come from gender-affirming care the science and the facts and the figures and the stuff of this is overwhelming so if just a little bit of that can break through and I can get a handful of the people uh, who normally would be very very afraid and or wanting to pass legislation towards trans folk uh, to double think that change their minds or even want to start looking this stuff up more that would be a victory. So this is me recording this before anything happens. If I walk out of there and it's an absolute and utter disaster, I guess I failed. Uh, if I can achieve a little bit of that, then I guess it was a victory. Either way, um, it, this is me uh, going into enemy territory. Yes, it's uh, it's a little bit uh, nerve-wracking uh, to be on the compound with uh, with just myself. There's there's no one else coming with me. This is this is just me, but. Uh, I don't know. It's a fight worth fighting, I think. And uh, I hope uh, I hope I can make you all proud. So we got some protests in New York City. After a homeless man named Jordan Neely died, he was put in a chokehold. The man, uh, three people were trying to subdue him. And then in the effort to subdue him, 
The guy died. Uh, uh, it was ruled a homicide. And now you have protesters calling for charges of this Marine. And uh, things are starting to get a little hectic. Police are calling for help as things kind of heat up. But we're going to get into the nuances of that dis- discussion. So I'll save a little bit. We do have news out of Russia. They're blaming the U.S. for the assassination attempt, so they claim. And uh, we've got some news. Barstool Sports fired one of their hosts for rapping lyrics that, that contain an offensive word. I don't necessarily think it's fair to call what he said a slur because he wasn't calling anybody the word. But, you know, he said the word and then Penn Entertainment was like, you're fired. And now Dave Portnoy is like, I don't know. There's nothing I can do. I sold the company. So we'll get into that, plus a whole bunch of other stories. And... Um, We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about the news. Bank Banks collapsing. We got uh, Paul Stanley, the lead singer. I'm sorry, the uh, front man for Kiss is kind of walking back his statement on uh, transgender kids and uh, uh, a lot to talk about. Before we get started, my friends, today's episode is brought to you by Cast Brew Coffee. Take a look at this bag right here. This is Cast Brew Coffee over at castbrew.com. And you can get your bag of Rise with Roberto Jr. and Appalachian Nights today by going to castbrew.com. And with every purchase of Rise with Roberto Jr., you will get a picture of Roberto Jr. See, he's right there on the back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9 $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He's our rooster. He's very cool. And the coffee smells really good. So if you want to support the show and support our work, go to castbrew.com. But also don't forget to head over to timcast.com. Click that join us button to become a member. As a member, you'll get access to the members only uncensored show, which we will have up for you tonight at about 10, 10 p.m which will be fun because members actually get an opportunity to submit questions and actually call into the show. So if you would like to do that, become a member at at least the $25 level. If you've been a member for at least six months, you will be granted access to submitting these questions, a screening process that we have. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Lance from the Surfs. Thank you so much for having me. It's I, I'm tripping balls being in this room right now. It feels like I took evil acid or something because I've, I've been watching this evil show acid. so much. Yeah, <laughs> just like everything is here. It's wild. It's, it's, it's bigger than it looks like, right? It's bigger than it looks like. And when you're actually sitting in the room, it's actually there's a lot more props than you ever give this place credit for. I thought there was just like some samurai swords and like the occasional gun or something. But there's like if that's you, a real Civil War rifle. There's a real Civil War musket. in the That's right. Rifled right. musket. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, like Union a, yeah. Civil War. It was uh, never used. It's like a museum very, here. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so so what do you do? Who are you? Uh, I am a leftist commentator. I do uh, politics, comedy from a dumpster fire perspective, and uh, I have opinions, and sometimes people like to hear those opinions, and then they tune in to listen to them. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining us. I'm sure we have a lot of opinions to go through. Yeah. We also got the exact inversion of Lance, Seamus Coughlin. <laughs> That's how they describe me on the streets. Uh, my name is Seamus. Anti-Lance. Yeah, exactly. I thought, no, they call him the anti-Seamus, I thought. Uh, but my name is Seamus Coughlin. I make cartoons. Uh, we call yeah, British. Freedom tunes, and he's British. Well, is that why you always got to take it to an ethnic place with me, man? Always <laughs> ripping on me for being Irish. Is I was I was I was born here, uh, but I make cartoons. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. Uh, I'm also a podcaster. We uploaded a cartoon by uh, today, by the way. Y'all might want to check that one out. And I also have a stream on Rumble called Shamer. If y'all want to take a peek at that as well, 
Now we have Moon Lord himself. I am the Moon Lord. <laughs> he knows. No longer Weed Lord. I have evolved. I have become <laughs> he knows. one with the essence of the vibration and the fabric of reality. So good to see you, Lance. So good to be uh, here. And if you don't know, you don't know. But I am the Moon Lord. Let's get hot. Uh, and I am Surge.com as always, guys. Let's get to it. Let's jump into this first. Wait, wait, you wait actually, this is the wrong button this is, I, I, I got to flag this. This is the first time Ian and I have done a show together in almost a year. Since we oh, screamed about, I was yelling at you about yeah, religion exactly. or something. Exactly. Oh, and alcohol, this is our first show. Too. Yeah, this is our first Welcome show back. Welcome back, Shane. Yeah, great it's great to, to be here, here man. man. Yeah, I've wait, evolved on my stance on religion. Wait, what, what we've also talked off air. We, we, we've talked off air a good bit, but we, it's uh, it's just funny that it's like, I, I just realized this is our first episode we're both doing together because I've been seeing you for the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. We went last time we talked, we're talking about like, I brought up Vice. I was talking about, oh, alcohol, it's your vice or whatever. Mm -hmm. I said, I think that was the the real point of contention. And everyone's like, Ian, you're such a dick. I was like, I was just talking to Seamus. Like, we were just talking. Like, yeah, we were talking. Irish. You can't say that. <laughs> but we were talking about. <laughs> That's racist. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I don't really care. Do you? Oh, yeah. Well, was I, I was just, no, I, I was just, it was a discussion about alcohol because I was saying that alcohol is not inherently sinful. Like, Christ turned water into wine. It was his first public miracle. Mm -hmm. I've gone his through. His blood was made of wine, right? Well, no, he, if, in tr with transubstantiation, the, the uh, properties of bread and wine remain, but it actually becomes his flesh and blood. I've had like serious eat. problems with alcohol personally, which is probably why I was projecting mm. issues. What were you saying? Oh, I was just asking, like, when you actually eat the blood of Christ, is, is that Christ is inside you? And yeah. Then, and then, but like his blood is alcoholic. Is that why it's wine? So the properties of bread and wine remain, but what we believe as Catholics is that it's his literal flesh and blood. Okay. His, by his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Interesting. So, so, but he's not made of bread and wine. No, he's not literally made of bread and, and wine, no. But get crunk. All right, let's read the news. Here we go. Wait, we, wait, we also have Serge Dupre. I Serge, didn't we already, we already, we already <laughs> did say did what's he? up. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Man, Moon Lord. <laughs> Thanks, dog. All right, here's the story. We got this ABC 7 New York police issue call for help. Outrage continues to grow over deadly subway chokehold encounter. So the death of a subway rider who was put into a chokehold by a former Marine on the train has been ruled a homicide. And now activists are calling for charges to be filed. They have planned several protests and rallies on Thursday as the NYPD had is has issued a call for public help in their investigation. Jordan Neely, 30, died from a compression of the neck, the city's medical examiner determined Wednesday. Neely is recognizable to some New Yorkers as a Michael Jackson impersonator who regularly danced in Times Square in the Times Square Transit Hub. On Monday afternoon, he was yelling and pacing back and forth on an F train in Manhattan. Witnesses and police said when he was restrained by at least three people, inclu including a U.S. Marine veteran who pulled one arm tightly around his neck. A physical struggle ensued, leading to Neely losing consciousness. He was rushed to Lenox Hill Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. On Wednesday, a medical examiner determined Neely's uh, his death was a homicide. However, that does not mean the case will be prosecuted as a homicide. OK, that's the stupidest bit of writing I've ever heard as a murder. They mean homicide means death caused by person. It doesn't mean criminal. Uh, so what they're trying to say is. Though the, 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 the death was ruled a homicide, it does not mean the case, case will be prosecuted as a murder. That is up to the uh, Manhattan DA's office, which is investigating. But I suppose I, I'm probably being a little bit too harsh because you can uh, they're not being clear here. You can make the argument there's reckless homicide, there's negligent homicide. And so what they're saying is it's not clear that he will be criminally charged. They probably just should have said they're going to say, as a part of our rigorous ongoing investigation, we'll review the medical examiner's report, assess all available video and uh, photo footage, identify and interview as many witnesses as possible, and obtain additional medical records, read a statement from a spokesperson for the DA. So we've got video coming out of New York. Protesters, uh, I believe this was yesterday, 
were uh, were seen in the streets and the police made some arrests. And uh, we'll get into it in a little bit. But one of our reporters, uh, Elad Eliyahu, was physically assaulted by uh, one of the protesters and had his, his property destroyed while he was in the process of doing journalism. But uh, uh, let's just let's just get down to brass tacks here, because I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of arguments about this one. This is the story of a guy who was having a mental breakdown. I guess the news that recently came out was that he was a subway performer and his mental health collapsed after his, uh, I I think his mom was killed is what they're reporting. And after that, he kind of just lost it. And then he he had been arrested 40 times. He had once once, uh, punched a 67-year-old woman in the face. And so as he was belligerent and on the subway, reportedly threatening people, saying that he would take it, he, he was ready to die and he would hurt people. This is when the three men subdued him. The, uh, uh, reportedly, the Marine told everyone to call 911 and uh, get the police down there. And then uh, he ended up dying, which has resulted in the left, like AOC, whether or not people, I don't know. I don't know if you consider her left, but AOC. Uh, yeah, she's progressive. She said this was a public murder. And now you've got protesters calling for this guy to be arrested. They're saying he committed a murder. And uh, I think this is actually a really good example of what, what is described as anarcho-tyranny in that so. you had 25 people pushed onto subway tracks in the past year. You've had uh, like a woman get raped on a train in Philadelphia. And we don't hear a single peep from any of these politicians, from any of these activists, until someone actually stops the guy. If you go back seven well, kills years. kills him, right? So, so, kills sure. him. He killed him. Sure. Yeah. So so when someone is being violent and then someone right. else acts in self-defense of others and the person dies in the process, now there's all of a sudden calls for, OK, so this this guy should be criminally charged. But there was no call for stopping the 25 people being pushed on the subway tracks. That that that's an yeah. ongoing and, and, and acceptable thing. I'm, I suppose. I, I'm never going to sit here and try and defend people pushing people on the subway tracks. That's a crime. Like, that's terrible. Attempted for, murder. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they die. So that's horrible. No one's going to be on the other side of that argument. But in terms of like the guy who just got killed isn't and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this doesn't in self-defense the poor like the proportionality of what you're doing has to be in response to the actual aggressive actions of the person, right? It has to be proportional. Is, sure. it, is, that, yeah. is that correct? So you feel in your mind that it was a proportional response for him to choke him out to death in that situation because he was going to become such a threat you're, to the person who but, choked him but out. But you, you, you stepped up, you, step, you made a big leap right there. Which, what, what's the leap? The in, you're, you're, you're ascribing intent to the Marine to, to kill. Oh, I'm not saying he intended to kill him. I'm, I never said that, but he did end up killing him, right? So, so, that, that's, so that, that's that was material. So, so, to, well, no, but what is making what a, has to be material, Tim, has to be, is he doing what he's doing? Are you making a proportionality argument or are you making yes, I'm asking. Well, argument. I'm asking you that because is it what is he proportional? did proportional to the threat? Yes. So it, the threat it, that he was going it to It is do. proportional to subdue someone mm-hmm. that is threatening other people and saying he'll die in the process. And, and end up killing him, even if that was... You, so, see, see, now you're doing it again. You're ascribing intent. No, I'm not ascribing intent. I'm, so, saying, I'm saying the results. This is what happened. The guy's dead. He's dead, right? Results, so, results are right. immaterial to the proportionality of action. So the proportionality of action in your mind was justified to what he was doing, his actual actions He, he on held the, the guy on the ground while he said, call 911. And killed him. And but, choked him out until he died. You're, you're doing it again. No, you keep right. saying I'm doing it again. I'm saying this you, you is the are. end results. I'm not saying this is what he meant to do. Maybe so, he didn't. I don't know. I don't know what's in his heart. Right. Neither do you. None of us so, know what so, he meant to do that yes, day when he woke absolutely. up. Absolutely. Right? If someone is threatening other people, you are allowed to subdue them. And yes. then would it be like an involuntary manslaughter? So, that... see, you're, 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 no, no, but this is what happened. It's to the point of death. So you have it's to. Not it's not a criminal. I'm not saying he intended to kill him. That's the difference, right? But if he ended up dying as a result of that, was that proportional? Yes. He needed to be killed. No. Or he could have killed someone else. Hold on. Stop that. You can't. You, you keep trying to say needed to be. No, no, but no, no. But that's no. what happened. The Marine, that's, that's the end result. You're saying the Marine tried to kill him. 
No, I didn't say that. Then why you, you why are saying would, that I'm saying that. You You're putting say, words in my mouth. I'm saying that's I, what I, ended I, up I, happening. Let me respond. Then so, why would you so say they, needed to be killed? Because why did you what say he did to, to him, killed? his chokeout ended up with the guy dying. So uh, that was the right. end result. So his proportional response to what he thought was a threat was that I'm going to choke him out. I'm not trying to kill him, but I'm going to choke him out. Whether or not he dies is going to be something that we're just going to remain to be on the cards, right? This is chance. We'll leave it up to chance So, here. So you are making a huge leap right there. There's no leap, hey, Tim. Yeah, what he's you, doing you are, is yes. that proportional. Is choking someone with the possibility of death. Hey, choke, hey, with the possibility yes, of death. Is. Yes, okay, so absolutely. That, okay, so like, that's, like, that's I'll tell you this. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you. So if uh, someone tried illegally entering my home, sure, I will use whatever force necessary to stop them from illegal entering my home and illegally entering my home, right? I have the, the legal justification in the state that I live in to use whatever force necessary to stop someone from entering my home illegally. Now, you can't invite someone in. And there's actually some some legal barriers here. Like if someone actually walks up to your house and the door is open and they walk in, that's actually not an illegal entry. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is to a certain degree, but it's like trespass. Sure. It's like your door was open. There was no obstruction. And then you'll make an argument about entering the domicile could be considered fourth degree burglary, depending on which state you're in. If they actually open the door and enter, they've now committed felony burglary. And you are entitled in West Virginia to use whatever force necessary to stop someone from illegally entering your house. That doesn't mean you just intend to actually kill someone. So in terms of we're out in the street, someone is threatening someone else. You are legally entitled to subdue them. Now, whether, even, even if that sub, like even yes. in the act of doing that, it could kill them. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because uh, where you're going with it is like what 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 sub what what act of subduing would be permitted in your mind? Then, like holding his hands tightly, uh, one that doesn't have a possibility of death, I would say. Well, because give, give me this, one. Give, give me one. Case, in your, so, in your, in your, in your, uh, in your martial arts expertise, uh, zero, absolutely zero. Okay, so, yeah, so there's, there's, there's and, and I think I can contend that no one here has any, right? Or, well, or, sorry, I, I, am, I, am I in a judo I room? Just watched just, a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, sharp elbows. <laughs> but but no, none of us have black belts. We don't know this shit. We're just well, a bunch of people but, who talk but, on the internet, but now right? Going, going going black belt. I mean, I have hostile environment training, and I okay. have some minimal martial arts training. Minimal, minimal, minimal. I didn't. I, I've done. Okay. Uh, I've done some kung fu, taikwondo. So once again, there's and, no experts here. And capoeira. Yeah. Uh, so certainly, we'll contend. I am not an expert. However, if someone is threatening harm against another person, and three people find it reasonable to subdue him, and the person dies, that person was in the process of committing a crime. If you lose your life in the process of committing a crime, I'm not going to blame the victims for this, right? Would you blame the victims for this? When you're saying victims, you mean the people who killed him? The people who are being attacked. But were they attacked prior or did they try to subdue him? So do, do so, we have do we have footage before no, the event begins? So, so in New York, in New yeah. York, for example, if you go up to someone and threaten them, you've mm -hmm. committed a crime, right? You've committed a criminal act of violence against another person by threatening them and going up to their face. Right. And so you're saying at that point you have the ability to proportionally respond with so violence. Act, yeah, actually, there's a there's a video of this. Uh, Myth Informed has it. Seven years ago, this man was called a hero for defusing violence by putting another man in a chokehold. A man in the subway was getting up in people's faces and he was threatening them. And another man got up behind him and put him in a chokehold. And he was put on national television and he was celebrated as a hero for doing so. So th this is what I'm talking about, anarcho tyranny. I feel like you're latching onto this completely from a point of uh, you, you don't have knowledge on proper uh, uh, technique for subduing an individual. No, none the of us do. Nor the legal expertise. None but, of us do as but, well. But see, see that, that that's kind of an absurd thing to just outright. Well, well, look, I'm going to say this guy committed a murder and should go to prison, but I'm not an expert and neither are you. Therefore, he should be convicted. I, I never said that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually asking questions because the, these are things that I don't fully understand about. Is it legal for him to do what he did? Yes. Is, is, that's it, why he it was is proportionally charge. legal. Yes. Okay. That's why he wasn't charged. He was released. However, in this day and age, what's likely going to happen is a narco tyranny. P 
people go out in the streets, they protest, and the police say, for political reasons, we're going to go find this guy and we're going to arrest him. But I don't know. It depends. Unfortunately, we don't have footage of what happened before the chokehold. That's, choke that's what I'd like to know. But yeah. if there's enough people on the train that are, are witness to what was happening, and they're like, yo, he was threatening all of us, then mm -hmm. I and think there the were. cops are not going to mess with that and guy. And that's what was reported. Mm -hmm. And there were three men trying to subdue him as he fought back. So there's 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 like there's there's no debate that this guy was acting violently and threatening people and even said he was prepared to die. At that point, you have what what could be a terroristic threat. I think I think if a guy got on a train and screamed, I'm going to cause harm to people and then said he was willing to die. You'd probably want to stop him because there's signs all over the subway saying if you see something, say something. And I suppose we could go the route of uh, uh, when when Luke Rutkowski had that video there was a guy in a subway with a knife stabbing people, and the cops said, we're not going to get involved at all. Oh and then some guy had to try and intervene himself. It's funny, that guy's a hero. Yeah, that was, I think, oh yeah, here it is. Matt Walsh retweeted Alexander Cortez's uh, tweet from six hours ago and asking specifically, what are they supposed to do? What are people supposed to do in this situation? Are they just supposed to sit there? If someone's screaming, they're going to they're gonna hurt somebody. You just sit there and wait until they actually hurt the person, and then you respond? And I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, honest question. Uh, we have this story from the Daily Mail from October. 25 victims have been shoved in front of subway cars so far this year. Uh, two victims were killed. Where, where was the protest? Well, you know, where was now, the video footage of it? There's video, what, there is video there footage is. of it. Is it public? Yes. Public video footage? And I'm not, I can't play it on YouTube. But, yo, there's video footage of people being pushed in front of trains. And, and, and where's AOC? Where's any of these protesters? Nowhere to be found. Anarcho-tyranny is that when the criminals do it, as explained in, uh, what was it, Solzhenitsyn, the, the, the Gulag Archipelago, when a criminal does this act in the Soviet Union, they didn't, that's just a criminal, that's what they do. But when you, the citizen, defend yourself, you knew better. But so you're blaming AOC for not bringing attention to this specifically? So as Blaming. In like, or are you saying that she, she's, she's, she's hypocritical? Because she doesn't talk about the people being pushed in front of trains, but she's talking about this now? Is that what I you're saying? I don't, I'm not saying hypocritical. No, I'm saying my, I have a question of why, why now? Why only when people are victimized and they defend themselves are they are we now upset about what happened you on the subway? Keep saying victimized. We're talking about a poor homeless person who, who yes, may, may have been having uh, an episode and died in what like ended up being the struggle. That, that's uh -huh. so. Why are the people who were subduing him victims? What what makes the victims? He, he, of this? he assaulted them. So you have that on camera that he assaulted them first. According to all the news reports and the police and the witness statements, can he, we see the footage? I want to see. I haven't seen that yet. I think we can the, show the well, choke uh, out. Okay, so according to the news reports, the witnesses and the police, mm -hmm. he went and threatened violence against people, which is assault. And right, but you're saying he specifically threatened violence against the people who subdued him. Do we have evidence of that? I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing for him you, to be in a train being like, I'm, I'm upset. You're not winning it, an argument here. I'm, like, I'm not trying to win an argument. You're being I'm, I'm awfully asking pedantic. You, awfully pedantic? Did, yes. Why like, would you use pedantic in this, in this form? As, as if, in like, if, I'm trying to get to the root of this problem. No, right? no, no. It, it's absurd to imply that if a woman, if a guy walks up to a woman and says he's going to harm her, that another man can't protect her. Right. And so this is why I'm asking, did he say to the people who subdued, who subdued him, I'm going to harm you? Yes, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. That's immaterial to a self-defense claim in proportionality. Okay. If this guy was threatening people, right? And then someone said, I'm going to stop you before you hurt someone. Mm -hmm. That is legal self-defense acting in the defense of others. That makes those people who are stopping the guy threatening people, the victims of a violent individual who is trying to cause harm. Yeah, I, I just find it fascinating that there's, there's, a, there's an, an effort to defend the aggressor in this circumstance, right? Oh, so you're suggesting that the guys, even if the guys that were choking out weren't the ones being threatened, that they're still considered a victim because they stepped in to defend other people? Well, I'm, I'm saying outright that if you're on a train 
and there's a guy, you're on a train, you can't get off that train. You are, you are trapped, yeah, right? I, I, I used and to live in this area, by the way. Guy, I used to live in Flatbush. I used, so, to, I used to take these trains every single day. I have seen this. I have seen this and worse. I have seen people in the middle of episodes where I was like, this person could potentially either harm themselves or harm me. It never crossed my mind that I need to choke them out to the point of potential death in order to protect everyone else on the train. That never even entered my mind. So that's why I'm asking you, do you have specific footage of him threatening the very people who subdued and ended up killing him? But why does that matter? I don't think there is footage. But like, what, what, what is okay. it? What all is right, it? well then that's all I want to know. Well, what does it right. have to do with what I said? I don't, that's why I understand your, your, your thought Because process. I would think that the proportionality being that you ended up killing them, even if that was not your intent, I understand that you don't think he intended to do that, fine. But even if that was it, were they like threats to him in the immediate like present? Were, yeah, they, were they on the verge of committing an act of violence towards him that required proportional violence that ended up in death? But it's not a requirement someone threatens you for you to act in defense of others. Right. So your, your question is kind of in, a, in, a, in, a, in an unnecessary direction. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll elaborate. If you're on a train and mm -hmm. you're trapped in a box and someone is threatening violence, yep. then, yeah, you're a victim because. So I've been a victim multiple times then. Yeah, I was, I, I was yeah, in these yes, subways. Absolutely. Yeah. OK. It's the see, craziest see, thing to me. But I, I, but was, I, I, I don't feel like a victim. I, I've, I've never been hurt. I, I never was hurt by people who were going through those kind of Other episodes. people have been. I, I'm not saying they haven't. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a good thing. 25 people were pushed in front of trains. Okay, so these 25 people were pushed in front of trains. How is that directly related? Were these people also going through episodes? Were they also people who were homeless? Were, did they have mental illness? I mean, were, 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 like, I, I would say anybody shoving here? someone in front of a train at random is like going through an episode. You know what I mean? The correlation is that crime and murder on the subway has been increasing or has at least been apparent in the press. But I don't see you caring about it at all until it's the aggressor who gets who gets killed. No one, I think, on the left is going to defend this stat that you're pulling. Then why put a guy in prison for finally saying, stop killing people? This is like, Tim, if I approached you today and I was like, hey, do you know what goes on in Rikers Island? Have any of you done a show on what happens in Rikers Island? How they hold people in Rikers Island? Do you we, know what? We, we, not do, Rikers Island specifically, but we talk about prison reform all the time. Okay, and how okay do you know about bail reform and the fact that people die in Rikers Island waiting, waiting to have their day in court because they yes. can't afford it? And we've do talked you, about it. And, and you've but done entire but, shows on that. And you talked about how people literally die in prison yeah, while talked, they're waiting for that shit? We, we Talked That's about, terrible. Yeah, okay, so we talk, actually talked about one guy who got wrongly arrested, lost his job, was kicked out of his apartment, went to Rikers for three months only to be released and then told, sorry, there's nothing you can do about it. The city owes him nothing because they considered the prosecution not to be malicious. But this is the problem, man. Like, we, 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 we talk about stuff like this all the time. But 20, the example this, you just gave me was not me talking about the systemic problem of people who are poor being in Rikers Island before they... Was before they get to trial. That's, they die before they get, they're not released. You just gave me a story of someone who was released prior I'm giving to you an that. example of a specific show we've actually talked about someone wrongly held and had their life destroyed. Okay. Now, of course, we can, we can, we can go on further and say, yes, people have died. Yes, they the have. system is corrupt. And my point is this. When we talk about stuff like this, like, wow, in October, we talked about 25 people being pushed in front of, pushed in front of train cars. You guys just shit all over us and ignore these problems. Then finally, when, when three <laughs> no guys- ignoring this. I told you, no one's on the other side of this. No, no, one, no, no, is, no, no what, one is pro push where, people on the train. Where's your protest? Where's your protest? Where's my protest? Yeah, where's your where, protest? Where's your Rikers protest? We had it on the show, but you, you don't you watch did a the protest? show. You did an actual protest. We, you, we, you guys stood up and, do, and then walked we, to the we streets don't, or We what? don't go on the streets ever, but right? I'm you not, do. I'm not blaming you for not talking about that, Tim, because this is like, this is the problem of like you are judging someone based on absence, based on your absence of caring about something. Why haven't you talked about this, Lance? The fact that you haven't talked about this means that you don't care that's, about that. That's not, that's not true, though. That's not what but I that's said. That's the implication of what no, you were saying no, no, right no. now. My implication is 
Instead of helping us deal with this when we talk about it, you make up garbage about us and then post nonsense on the internet. What if I brought up garbage about people pushing people into trains? This is the most no, no, random I'm not example. talking about you saying, I'm saying you, you don't talk about it, right? I'm not criticizing you for not talking about it. I'm saying finally, when there are people who are like, we've had 25 people pushed in front of trains. We've had two of them killed. I'm not going to let this person hurt somebody. It's y'all saying that person should go to prison. It's like, how is that solving the problem? You guys are making it worse. Your our, protests, your support for the criminals make this worse. So our solution to this, if you're asking, when you're saying you, you mean the left, right? Our solution to a lot of this you're, is that you're, we, you're speaking in support of the criminal, so I'm saying you. Okay, so I am saying that the solution to a lot of this would be investing very heavily in things like healthcare. Like getting and making sure that people have access to it and not cutting the restrictions, like allowing people to have access to healthcare, not as a requirement based on how much money they have, based on their income, but allowing them to get the care they need. That would have gone a long way to preventing a problem like this and future problems that are going to happen. I have mm -hmm. no idea what's going on with the 25 people who've been pushed in front of uh, trains. If it happens to be because people have mental illness, this is a tangible solution that we could work towards. This is something that I'm, are you against that idea about investing heavily into mental health care, public health care? Well, then yep. there, there you go. So that, here, that, that's here, a much better line. So here's right? my issue. My issue is when this story came out in October, we talked about it and we said, why is this happening? What are the solutions? What are the problems? When this story comes out now, mm -hmm. you completely ignorant of what's been going on in New York side with the criminal. And so people like me are flabbergasted that we've been focused on the, 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 the issue of crime, the issue of mental health, the entire time going back several years. Because and, one, and this is why I left New York because of because two cops got murdered outside of my apartment. Yeah. And then what do we hear? Protesters in the street defending the criminals. You keep saying criminal. The, I have a problem with criminalizing people who are homeless or people who are poor or people who are mentally ill. And then no, suddenly no, no, no. I'm, and, not and determining I'm not saying he's a criminal for being poor. I'm saying he's a criminal because he threatened people with, with harm. Like if, incitement to violence is a crime, just like AOC says, right? I really want to see the start of this video footage. I want, I want to see the moment where he was threatening the very people who tried to take yeah, him but down. The, the, or... Look, either you accept that the witnesses, the media and the police say this is what happened, or we can agree. No one has any idea, so there's no point in even talking about it. I like. I think the interesting um, maybe confluence is that you are mentioning preventative measures sure. are, are a way to go about it. What do you think about defensive measures? Like people should be armed and ready for this kind of thing, regardless of the prevention methods. I, I mean, when it comes to defensive measures and people should be armed, I, I'm, I'm going to probably be on the exact opposite as the rest of you because you're, you're probably very pro-gun here, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just making, yeah. We don't have the same problems in Canada that you do in the United States for mass shootings, for mass gun violence, for that kind of stuff. You have 30 I mean, million people, don't you? Is it 30 million? Okay, so by ratio of the population, Tim. So if you compare ratio of the population, Canadians to America, we don't have mass shootings like you do. No one else does. It's a uniquely American problem. The, the mass yeah. shooting thing is a uniquely American thing. Obesity is pretty heavy here. Well, well it's... it's I don't think it's fair to say uniquely American because there are mass shootings in many other countries. Oh, there is, but it's a uniquely but, American problem that it's disproportionately happening here. Well, mass killings yes. aren't a uniquely American problem, but mass killings done with the use of firearms is much more uniquely American. I don't think anyone's going to debate that countries that have fewer firearms are going to have fewer people killing each other with firearms. It then becomes a Australia has more per capita than the United States. Is that right? per capita? That is not true. No, no country comes up, close to the United States. List of countries by no, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a mistake. Sorry, El Salvador, and, and Venezuela. When, when you're yeah, so, yeah, so when you're is that right if I just finish my thought? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so my basic point uh, Yeah, that was is, way, way off. Uh, the United States is not the most. It is mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. El yes. Salvador. And, and so of all the other countries in that list, which of them are considered part of the G20? You have to compare countries that have similar economic systems, similar economic like uh, societal uh, you know, structures. 
the United States places number one when you compare them to any other G20 country. Yeah, no, so yeah. it's true that as far as developed nations go, the United yes. States does have a much higher rate of gun violence. I don't deny that. My argument More is guns. simply that other nations do have higher rates. Depending on the nation that you're looking at, there are still uh, a pretty decently high homicide rate in a lot of developed countries, and there are a lot of mass killings. In the United States, those mass killings are generally carried out with firearms, but according to CDC studies, firearms are used to prevent more violent crimes each year than they're used to commit. So it's a much more complex argument than simply saying the U.S. has more firearm deaths, therefore restricting firearm ownership would prevent those. Let, let, me, let me ask you too, what, sure. do you know what, con uh, what country has the most grenade attacks? Uh, I only know the answer because I saw you typing it. I think right. it's Sweden, right? I actually didn't type that I, in. I, I, okay. I, I searched for I, I, By the way, decently I would have no high idea. murder rate was a very clumsy. I don't, don't want to cheat, so I saw you type it, but yeah. I did not. So I, I didn't, know I didn't, I didn't type in Sweden. Okay. I typed in most grenade attacks by country, sure. and Sweden is the only thing that comes up. Wow. And um, yeah, Sweden has more grenade attacks than any other country, but grenades are illegal there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've got a feeling like why, that... Why, but, why are there grenade attacks oh, okay. in Sweden? So, oh, yeah, I would love to answer this question. So if yeah. we're going back to guns and, and the U.S. versus Canada, when I said that there's a G20... Uh, if we look at all the G20 countries, the United States, disproportionately by ratio of the population, has way more gun deaths, way more gun violence. And a lot of that gun violence, by the way, is people killing themselves, just so we're completely yeah. clear. Yeah. But if you look at it in the framework of... Canada has a very different set of rules for firearms than the United States does. You can still have a firearm in Canada. You just have to take a two-day course and you get a license and then you get gun training and then you have the ability to buy guns. And that way, everyone has a license. They know how to use firearms properly. They're not just going to be running around the streets, pointing them and then all that kind of shit. And but you that, can that, also control for that. But you that's can, not that's not what's happening in the United States. Like people just running around randomly. Like No, I'm not saying that it is. It's, but, it's, but I'm it's, saying that the, that is in my, the, in my opinion, that is a better system. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to take your guns away. Hell no. Uh, I think guns are fun. Uh, we all love shooting guns. I like having a second penis. I'm just saying that, like, at the end of the day, if you look at how it works with Canada, this could be applied to the United States federally. You, you could have a program, a federal program, where you have to have a two-day gun training program. You tax the gun producers and the weapons you, manufacturers, you, and then you get you them can't. to pay for it so poor people could uh, afford this program. Right, but you can't do that because gun ownership is a, is a constitutional right. Or I should say gun ownership is a human right guaranteed protected against government infringement. I'm all about training in schools. I think the public schools should have gun training for kids. Like they used to. They used yeah. to, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gun clubs. We, yeah. I, I would highly advocate for more training, but you're just suggesting that you can't force it on people. The Constitution, uh, clearly, and, and according to the writings of the Founding Fathers and to, uh, I think, Heller versus D.C., uh, gun ownership is a human right, and mm -hmm. the Constitution protects against government infringement of that right. That being said, we got the NFA, we got the, the, the updates to the NFA in the 80s, so certainly gun rights have been infringed to an, to an absurd degree. You know what? Not to mention, back in the uh, days when they, when they codified the Constitution, people owned warships privately. And Halliburton, Northrop Grumman, well, I shouldn't say Halliburton, they're, they're, they're a construction thing, but uh, Northrop Grumman, Boeing, etc. Mm -hmm. Lockheed. Uh, the, these companies are private companies that build nuclear weapons. So we, we basically where we're at right now is that private corporations with no accountability can have the most powerful weapons of mass destruction in the world, but them and the government and like, so the con like I just it doesn't follow either either the people have the power or they don't have the power right we've abdicated it to corrupt organizations and corporations are not people right let's be clear uh, these. This regarding this dude that choked the guy out, I think what's going to come up is was it was it adequate force or was it too much? And I feel like if he had punched the guy in, directly in the face, mm -hmm. that would have been worse because although it, like if they got into a fist fight because he could have fallen backward and hit his head. At least this he was in control of the guy's body. It's ter it's really sad that the guy died, but I feel like this was like a very low level amount of force to apply to someone that was threatening to but kill people or hurt people. Why 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 did three people? 
find it necessary to he try and stop this He was probably flailing guy. and kicking and but, but, screaming, but what, you know, who we, knows. We, so it, it's, it is hard because you mentioned there's no footage prior, but something happened that resulted in three New York people who are likely not conservatives to decide this man must be subdued. Yeah. Three people. Yeah. So, so when it comes to the idea of proportionality, I'm like, if three New Yorkers of all people were like, this guy's got to be stopped. That's kind of crazy to me because... Look, I'm 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 a, I'm a gun nut, right? You, my my view is people have a right to defend themselves with a lot more force than people in New York do. But if people in New York felt they had to stop him, these people, you know, I, I doubt these guys are conservative. There's like no conservatives live in New York. It's like 20 percent Republican, and if they are Republican, they're probably moderate right. Something must have happened, but that, but I don't even need to sit here and say what could have or what must have. What we know, what we choose to believe, based on what the police, the media, and the witnesses have said is that this guy was threatening people with violence and said he was prepared to lose his life over it. Three, three men then said this man must be subdued and they subdued him. And then the guy died, which sucks. It's unfortunate. Did he get a cause of death? Was it was like a compression of the neck. Yeah. Homicide. So, so you've got a massive platform here. A lot of people watch you all the time. And so what you say, obviously, and advocate for is going to affect a lot of people's lives. If this is a problem that genuinely concerns you, why isn't it something that you would frame and want to advocate for more resources for mental health access and, and, and bring that up on a regular basis? And we I'm not saying, and I'm do. sure, okay, hold on, Tim. I'm sure you've done it before. I'm sure you've had specials before. Lot. I'm what? We do it a lot. Okay. Why isn't that the focus? Why isn't, why isn't today, hey, by the way, everybody, this horrifying tragedy happened on the New York subway. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Here's, here's our angle. Because our angle is we need to invest in mental health. We need to invest in giving access to public health care for can, Americans. First of all, uh, when it comes to the issue of violence in this country, conservatives have been screaming about mental health for decades. Reagan is one of the ones that like gutted the institutions in America. When uh, uh, yeah, it. Reagan's one of the worst presidents this country's ever had. No fault divorce. How about that? Yeah, no, no, gun uh, control. Yeah, who? I, I don't know why Republicans like that guy. There, there. Uh, the reason that they like him is because of the way that he stood up to communism. But, but, look, but I totally agree that he right, had a right. lot of really bad policies, and but, I'm not a but, stand. But but conservatives have taken the stance of gun violence and mass shootings is an issue of mental health, mm-hmm. and then the left takes the the opposing. But do issue. they invest in that? Do they vote for it? Well, of course not. The Republican Party's garbage. When, yeah. when I look up the votes of the Republican Party, they're not voting for amendments that are actually going to like give people more access to mental health. But but well, but look, it, man, but, you're but, you're but, but that's but that's where you have but that's where but, you have but, an opportunity. But you don't want to yeah. come onto a show where we say the Democratic and Republican Party should be dismantled and, and obliterated, and then make an argument that one side is bad. One, I'll, I'll sit here and be like, bro, if you want to have a, 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 a make a list of every single member of Congress who should be removed from office, I will put all of them, but like four. One problem is that when people advocate for mental health. A lot of that advocation is more drugs that this new drug will fix your brain. But I'm of the belief that less drugs allow you to fix your like sometimes for, for very short periods of time, you might need something to help. But then you don't want people long term. I don't want them on psycho, but, you know, crazy pharmaceuticals that make them go, you know. Right, right, right. Well, and and, and we, we have to bring up uh, often this medication actually increases suicidal ideation and, and aggressive yeah. thoughts and things like that. But I do want to answer your question. You said, why isn't that the subject of like the show today yeah, or the premise or the free? Right, right. Because when we do talk about this stuff on like a normal day when news breaks of like 25 people push in front of trains sure. uh, or a woman was raped on a train in Philadelphia and we're sitting here saying like, what is going on in these cities? What are the failed policies that are resulting in this? We talk about it all the time. Today, we're talking about the fact that protesters went out in New York and physically assaulted one of our friends and reporter because he simply filmed them and they are demanding criminal charges of the guy who tried to stop the violent offense. See, that is anarcho-tyranny. That when you have ongoing crime, 
when you have victimization, people being killed and a woman being raped on a train. We, we talked for a year, two years, three years. When the, when the riots happened in 2020, we had Michael Tracy's reporting showing all the riots across the country and the mom and pop shops that were putting up signs saying, please don't hurt us. We talk about it nonstop. And then one day, someone on a train, three guys say, we must stop this man. Maybe because they were like, we've seen too many people die on, on these train tracks before. And now we've got leftist protesters saying that guy should go to prison for it. And AOC calling it a public murder. I'm like, yo, AOC, I didn't see you call out the public murder in the subway trains. And again, maybe it's ignorance. But the problem I see is this is why I refer to the left as NPCs or a cult. There is complete ignorance to the problem ongoing and then a hyperpolarization in a single moment in the wrong direction, which makes the problem worse. You know what's so wild is the other side feels the exact same that's way what I'm on, on, on the, in the other we're direction. Not in the opposite direction. Except yeah. we're not conservatives. Except we're not conservatives. You see, that's the problem. Okay, so, okay, so, I, so, is Tim, it all right if I jump in with something? All right, because yeah. I, I've been reluctant. He's a conservative. I, yeah. He's a moon lord, and I'm a traditionalist. I've also I've been reluctant to interject because I don't want to just dogpile. Uh, and so I, I didn't want to get in on it. Oh no, a I'm, huge part I'm of that here argument, for the dog pile. I, I signed you're up. You're not. I promise. I'm, I'm sitting yeah, I promise in the chair, not. right? This I is where Yay sat and Yay sit here. No, I'm here for the dog pile. So I think when you talk about mental health in trying to solve the problem of mental health in this country, that is a deceptively simple way of putting it, right? Every single person in this room would have a very different idea of how that problem should be solved. And I agree with you that right now Republicans aren't doing a whole lot to talk about mental health issues at least with respect to whatever New York? You know, mental health issue that this specific person is dealing with. But, 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 but New, that's York, because, New York is not a Republican place. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with that, too. But I'm saying he was saying, well, I don't Republicans do more to advocate well, for mental like, health treatment. My point, however, is that I think the kind of advocacy you'd see from conservatives on how to solve the problem of bad mental health in the United States would be a much different set of policy prescriptions than you would want. So so one example like, of this, well, right? Actually, what Ian said. So what Ian said. So and there's a number of different directions you could take this in. My fundamental belief is that we live in a culture that encourages man to live in ways that man is not meant to live. And you just see negative health outcomes from that, both mental and physical. However, when you look at traditional psychological definitions of mental illness and how we used to treat it back in the 1950s, you had about 500,000 people in the United States in insane asylums. By the 1980s, it's about 100,000. OK, so without even adjusting for the increase in population size, there's a significantly lower number of people who are committed. And part of that is because the requirement to get somebody committed involuntarily to a mental health facility at that time was they can't take care of themselves. Today, yeah. they have to demonstrate that they are a danger to themselves and others first before they can be committed. Now, is someone not being able to take care of themselves necessarily the perfect indicator of whether they need to be committed to one of these institutions? I have no idea. However, what I do know is once we push the goalpost all the way in the other direction and say they have to demonstrate that they are a significant danger to themselves or others, oftentimes they don't get committed until after they've already hurt somebody. So it's a much more complicated situation than saying we just have to throw more money at this system when we don't even have a, a solid definition of what good mental health is and also at which point someone should be committed. So I, th I think the, 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 the important point, going back to what I, I agree, uh, this is not a conservative show, but if you are in a cult, you wouldn't know that. You, if, you, would, you would only hear what the cult says. So, so here's, here's what I have to respond to that. If, if an objective person, say an alien, just showed up and looked at your channel, Tim, and went through all the videos, and you were to ask them, pull them, 
is this person and his views, where would you place them? Most likely they would say conservative. That's that's gonna be that's my bet. That's actually wrong. Yes. But more because the guests that come on Not tend to Not just even the guests, but the way they're framed, the thumbnails, the, the words that you put in red, and the, you know, whether or not you're supporting or going against one, either the Democrats or the Republicans. But hey, you, you tell me that you guys don't like the Democrats and you don't like the Republicans. This is not a Republican stream. You don't want to even endorse Republicans in any way, shape, or form or, or vote for them. I don't. Big, big well, no. I don't vote on party Republicans lines, we do like. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay, sure. But there's a lot of right-wingers who watch you, right? So you that's what I mean when I say you do have a voice and you do have an audience of right-wingers who are going to vote at 30%. one point or another. 30% of your audience is Mo right-wing. Most of the people who watch this, the largest faction is libertarian. Okay. The next largest is would be considered traditional liberal. Oh, no, no, no I think... Uh, but along party lines, who are the libertarians going to vote for? Not the libertarian party. Most likely like, they're going to vote for whoever... When they come on this show and say abolish the police. One of the two, Republican or libertarian. Yeah, most likely, usually. yes, one of the two. So that's why I say, Tim, for the people who watch you who are Republican-leaning, why not frame it that way for them so that they can actually start pushing more money into that? That's why I'm here. Ah, that's, basically true i think in that's, a lot of ways. That, that's what moon lord does so Dude, you here's, said, here's, what, here's what i think i think you're in a cult right okay i i think the cult is derived from algorithms on, on social media okay so you only surround yourself with this loud noise we saw a really good example of this with that uh sisson guy is that his name harry I don't know. harry sisson yeah sisson. those two guys went on the tim Dillon podcast and he said please no no don't clip this okay. i will lose followers i can rag on trump all the time and like people still watch the show uh, Seamus and I can have an argument over me being pro-choice and him being pro-life and people still watch the show. And if I pull up all sides with 3,770 ratings, Tim Pool is a centrist. But you think I'm conservative because you live in a bubble, right? Because so, I'm too far left. The Overton so, window is too far away is what you're yes. saying? Yes. So like when yeah. I go hang out in Washington, D.C. Right. And I do. I go to National Harbor or I go to Baltimore, Maryland. Life. I'm in Baltimore. I don't know why places. you do that. Washington, D.C. Yeah. The people who come up to me and are like, hey, man, I'm a big fan are not conservatives. They hate Donald Trump. In fact, I was at a poker table last week and a guy said, I just hate Donald Trump. Man, I can't stand him. I wish somebody else would run, but I can't vote for Joe Biden. You, I, I think you're surrounded. This, we, we talk about this quite a bit. Sure. If, if all sides has nearly 4,000 uh, people rating me and the end result is centrist, if I'm actively pro universal health care, not to the same degree as like Bernie Sanders, I believe in private health insurance and I'm pro choice. I am absolutely not a conservative in this country. I've listened to your debates on pro choice, though. You're pro choice from a Tim Pool's perspective. I'm I pro choice from a traditional liberal perspective, as it's as traditional liberal. But not, not have from been. what people who would define themselves as pro choice would say, right? Like you concentrate very heavily right. on Listen. on the ninth month abortions and baby guillotines and stuff like that. Like what? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I remember watching you debate baby guillotines. Uh, yeah. Okay. So baby guillotines is my own personal interpretation and joke of it. But you were talking about how women, uh, how how like disgusted you are that women may have an abortion in the ninth month, right? Or or even a viable baby. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Of a viable baby. That and could, and I, I, I wanted to scream at that time being like, women who have abortions in the ninth month, they're not doing that because they got bored or all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't care anymore. They do that because it's a fucking tragedy. Like statistically, women who are getting abortions in the ninth month, it's because there's a medical complication that could kill them. False that's, argument. that's why they have to do it. What do you false mean false argument? False, that, that's I that's said, the real world. I already said viable. I'd try again.
What are you talking about, Tim? I'm, I I'm already saying, said abortion I, okay. of viable fetuses oh at nine God, months. This is ridiculous. Do you, know, so, do you know what viable means? Yes, yes. It means it, the baby can survive it can on its own without on medical its own. complications. Absolutely. And Why legalize women, abortion the, of viable fetuses at nine months when the baby could just women be Women are not getting abortions at the ninth month for pleasure or because they want to suddenly do it at for kicks. No, that doesn't happen. Why it's a tragedy. It? It's, it's a tragedy it? of Why the highest. Because there are medical operations that could kill the mother and they need to get an abortion. Why legalize? I just told you that's the reason why uh, so, so all right I'm, I'm, i'll try and break it down for you if can the baby survive can, let's, let's let's talk about a baby the baby can survive on its own yes sure okay abortion is defined by planned parenthood and the law as terminating the life of the of the baby correct why terminate the life of the baby if it can survive on its own because it could kill both of them that's why it is done at that stage so how do you kill get, how one do you get, or the other and the they have out. to make the tough decision and at that you, point so how do you remove the fully formed nine-month baby at that point oh i i don't know the science of it i, I i've never performed that operation so before. shouldn't the law then be if the baby must be removed and it is alive and capable of survival all actions must be taken to preserve the life of the child and the mother uh, i would say they'd probably choose the mother first right why and then and, and this is such a strange scenario. How often do you think that this happens and all of a sudden they're like, the baby could have lived. You could have done it. Why did you choose the other option? It's like, this is a tragedy of the highest order because they want to have the kid. At nine months pregnant, a woman is on her way to give birth. So it's like, it's the worst possible fucking thing I'm that sorry, could happen to her. It, that's not always, again, I, I said I didn't want to dogpile, no, but no, that's, good, the t good. I mean, that's it's statistically not true. There have been surveys done on women who had later abortions and... For a, a pretty large sum of them, it's because they were not sure whether the father of the child was willing to commit. And then when they found out he wasn't willing to commit, they would have the abortion. Uh, and so there are different stats you're going to find for different points in pregnancy when it comes all the way along to nine months. I don't have the statistical uh, data on that. However, I do know for later term abortions, there are reasons other than what is traditionally considered to be a medically necessary reason. For example, some people will say that... Um, a negative mental health outcome is a reason to abort a child later in pregnancy. So if the woman is depressed, they will list that as a reason for why the child had to be terminated to save the life of the mother, which is certainly not the case, very obviously. Uh, and to the point of what Tim is saying, when we say there's no such thing as a medically necessary abortion, the principle behind that is if there is an operation which is necessary to save the life of the mother mm -hmm. and then she miscarries the child as a result of that operation which was necessary to save her life that's not an abortion because nobody's intent was to go in there and end the life of the unborn child and so if a woman's having complications where she has to deliver early you deliver the child early of course and if you're at a point in pregnancy where the child isn't viable that's, that's a, a horrible tragedy you still do what you can to save the child but you can't always save the child and we understand that but to go in and rip the child apart to end their life is never something which is medically required even though an early delivery may be but, what, but are there situations where if the baby is in this is so harsh uh in its complete form that even trying to induce early pregnancy could kill the mother so they have to break the baby's body apart so that they can get it out without killing the mother i've never heard of such a thing so and th th there are there are letters by the way signed by, signed by literally thousands of doctors so, who have well, said so let, okay, let well, me ask let me well, let me ask wait, can I, just, can I just say one thing so 88 percent of abortions are in the first 12 weeks 88 88 yeah. percent of abortions less than 1.3 percent of abortions take place near the eighth or ninth month. how many abortions is that, is that? good marker well, well how, how many is that? I, I don't what's know the, the actual numbers 13,000 
Okay, but we're we're talking about less than one point three percent. Hold on, thirteen thousand. That's the number of people who die from gun violence in the U.S. each year that aren't suicides. Gentlemen, so I am 13, not 000. here to justify abortion when it happens as in it's but a good thing. No, no, no. I don't celebrate Brother, it. You're I'm, saying I'm, it doesn't not, happen. I, no, no, no. I've never said it doesn't happen thirteen thousand times. I said it's extremely. There is three hundred and thirty-eight million Americans. I'm sorry, the numbers are going to be a little daunting. Yes, the numbers will be high. Well, I, I'm, I'm not understand. here to celebrate I that. I don't understand your, your argument then. Like, My argument is that there's a lot of there's a lot of human thousand people die from guns. We have a problem, right? If 13,000 people die from guns, we have a problem. Yes, of course. If 13,000 yeah. late-term abortions happen, is that a problem? These are completely different things. Well, how so? Okay, so if someone dies by a gun, are they being shot? Were they killed? Did they kill themselves? Was it a suicide? Was it a that's gang a good, violence a, thing? Who knows? That's a good question. In, in, can in I the, clarify? The case, well, I don't want to argue. I just hold want to on, I, I need to answer this. Well, in the case of late, yeah, but, yes, but in the case of late-term abortions, more often than not, when statistics say, and they when they are polled, they say the reason that they are giving it is because it's a medical complication that could result in the death of okay, the mother right, of the child. Right, right. So, so let's, uh, I should, can we make the argument then that um, the use of guns on people are uh, allowed? The use of guns of people are to, allowed? To end their lives is allowed. Uh, so you that's that murder. Argument? You're describing murder. So if Colorado, for instance, passes a law saying there is no medical requirement for an abortion, is it is it wrong to to to, abort, to kill the baby? You're talking about you're trying to compare murdering someone with a gun to a woman having to make a medical decision that could basically preserve her life. No, no, no. Or, I said not death. not a medical reason. That's what that's what I'm saying. For, she, for, should she have a, the ability to have an abortion for any reason? Yes. At nine months. At nine months. I I would say at nine months because it only happens according to the stats based on uh, complete medical necessity. She has a right to do it. No, 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 no. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Colorado legalized abortion in up to nine months with no medical reason required. Do you agree with I, that? I agree with that decision, yes. So, so the baby could survive on its own and the mother is legally now allowed to just end its life. She has the right if she wanted to. You're saying so in Colorado, and I'm. It's not I, a trick question. You're. No, I know. To I know. That. But I'm. But I'm asking. But I'm asking you because you're the one who brought this up. I don't know what Colorado specific law says. So if you were saying that in Colorado, women have the ability at nine months to get to have an abortion for any reason, they they could just decide that. Elective. Abort. Yeah. Okay. I think they should have the right to do that. But the stats show that they're not doing that. But they should have a legal right to do that. Yes, it's their body. It's the, their the, choice. The, of course. So, so this is what I do, I disagree on. I I think. If the baby needs to be removed from the woman, there's no reason to kill it. You know what I mean? Like you could just C-section and then put up for adoption. But I'm something. telling you that doesn't happen. But it, but but it does. But but even, it, but, it, it, but, but hold so, on, hold on, hold on. Like you it, might be it, able it, to bring up anecdotes, but the stats don't I didn't, say that. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like why allow it to happen? I just don't understand. Are, are, are you oh, arguing? Because, wait, hold on, hold on. Because, are you arguing you oppose it? And you think it's morally wrong, but you think it should be legal? I, I think that women should have the right to decide what they do and have bodily autonomy over their own body. We're not talking about her body. We're talking it about- It is her body. We're of talking course about, it is. At nine months, even if it's still inside her, it's still her body. Even if it's a viable baby, it's still her body. we're talking about the removal of the baby, yes? The forceful removal of the baby or- Forceful. So she chooses to have that. She the should have the right. The woman says the baby must be removed from my body. Why kill the baby if they're removing it? I don't think they should do that. I would. I would. If, if they ask me, if they ask me, Lance, should I do this? I would say no. But she should have a right. Yes, of course. It's her body still. No, no, that, no, no, that no, no, doesn't no, listen, stop. Listen. At, so, like the woman is pregnant, the baby is viable and capable of surviving on its own. Sure. And she says before it hits, before it breaches oxygen, kill it. Do you think that should be allowed? This is again the baby guillotines. This is why I brought that but, up. But but it, what a weird scenario. This doesn't happen. This, this is it, not the real it, world. But it does. And, and if the argument is that it doesn't happen enough for you to care, that's fine. You're allowed to believe that. Sure. What I don't understand is it seems like you, you your position is a rather shock position where you recognize there is something inherently wrong with taking the life of a baby that could survive on its own. But you also but I, you're also taking the tribal position of women should be allowed to do it anyway. 
No, no, no. If you were to ask me, Tim, hey, Lance, do you think it's a good idea if this woman who's nine months pregnant, suddenly she got bored with the pregnancy, she doesn't want to have it anymore, but the baby's viable? Do you think that's a good thing to do? I would be like, no, of course then not. May, then yeah. why should it be allowed? Because it's still her right. It's still her body. But Bodily baby, autonomy doesn't stop at baby, my morality. Tim, it's not my removed, choice. Right? It's not my, yes, but that's not why my choice. Why kill it? Why but kill it? That's her choice, not mine. Why kill the baby? Ask her. So, Ask her. Okay. So my, my point is simply this. You don't need to be shocked by it. You're allowed to have that moral position. I think most people in America would, would prescribe that to be, uh, would, would ascribe evil to that. Sure. The, the, but that's, but that's the your, idea. Your, you can ascribe you would, evil to whatever you want. That's up to you. That's your choice. The, the idea that you would say, Doesn't mean that she should the woman be wants the baby removed. Mm -hmm. And then in the process, instead of letting the baby live, remove it, but kill it. Right. There's no reason to do that. There's no, you can give the baby up for adoption. You can drop the baby off on the, on the doorstep of a I, post office. I agree with you. I'm, so, not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. So why that. legalize, even if it's one, one, why legalize? You see, this is the craziest because thing. Because her autonomy should not be cut off based on your morality. Because you don't think that idea is good. You don't like but it. But the baby's that's, been that's removed not from where her we should body. Well, that's, that's if it was removed from her body and it was still viable. Right. And that's where the baby guillotines come in, because I don't think this happens. I don't think women on the ninth month get abortions with viable living children and then be like, I don't want it. Kill it. I don't think that happens. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to think it happens, but statistically it does, because your entire argument is this only happens for reasons of the health of the mother or the health of the no, unborn no, no, I child. Said, I, I said, so you believe I, it only I said the statistics show that at the ninth month, if a woman is going to have an abortion, it's tr typically because it's a medical complication that could either endanger her or the child's life. And what well, I am well, saying so is me, there are me... doctors who will justify that by saying the medical complication is she is depressed. That is literally one of the sure, reasons sure, sure. given in that... surveys of women. And another reason that is yes, given yes, is yes, that yes, I know a man months. who I was going to be with. Okay, okay, but Seamus, I got to stop you because because this is a nebulous argument that doesn't get anywhere. And, and I can respect the point that uh, if, if you go to uh, a left, if you try and look this up, you're going to find left wing uh, uh, sources and right wing sources that will co contradict each other. So my question is strictly on the legality of terminating the life of a child. We, 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 I can sit here and pull up. Oh, hey, here's one. Women uh, abort Down syndrome babies late term rather frequently. I think that's wrong. I don't think that someone's life is forfeit because they have Down syndrome. But uh, your argument is that they do. I no, it's not. That, 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 that's a strong. No, 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 no. Your, your argument is that women have a right to terminate a baby for any reason at any point. Yes, it, it, they right. should have the bodily autonomy so, to make that decision. So what I'm yes. saying is, in the circumstance of Down syndrome, I think it is wrong to terminate a baby's life at nine months simply for having Down syndrome. But you would agree she is legally allowed to do so. I, I think she should be legally allowed to do so. Whether or not I think that's a good idea is irrelevant. Well, then there's the clarification. I think yeah. it should be illegal. Okay. Right. I don't, I think. So, so there are limits to how much bodily autonomy women should have. So yes, yeah. right. Uh, so that's, so okay, so that's your sense. The pro-choice argument, because you're pro-abortion, right? Sure. Pro-choice pro traditionally in this country put limits at around like 15 to 16 weeks. Meaning if the baby is dependent upon the body of the mother, then it is the body of the mother and she has final say. If the baby is viable, it can be removed in, in a process that ends the pregnancy, but doesn't end the life of the baby. That's kind of like the compromise where the baby gets to live and the woman no longer has to be pregnant. There seems to be this amoral argument where, well, but it, just kill the baby anyway, which doesn't make any logical sense. That's the pro-abortion side. So if you go back to the 90s, if you go back to safe, legal, rare, et cetera, if you even look at Tulsi Gabbard in 2020, that's where I'm at. Conservatives are pro-life outright. Seamus would, would argue abortion in any capacity should be banned yeah. entirely. I'm in the traditional Democrat position, but you see there is a tribal a moral, a logical position of just let them kill the baby regardless. I don't, I don't see any logic there. I, I don't see how that makes sense morally or ethically or, or 
you, just mathematically. Right, so you said I'm pro-abortion. What I'm against is forced birth, and I don't think the state should be forcing women to give birth against their will, which is what your position and your position is as so, well. So, I, so I'm, I'm against that. I, I'm, I think I'm that's, not, I think that's creepy I, I being government shit. I, I right. don't think they should be forcing them and, and turning completely them into agree. these viable wombs I against their will. I, I completely yeah. agree. I'm against forced birth, just like you. Cool. Except my difference is that if the baby's at eight months and can survive, they can take the baby out as if they would have an abortion, but not kill it in the process. If it's a viable at eight yep. months, is, yep. it is it viable? Yes, after, it is. Yes, after, it is viable after, at eight months. Dude, there have been babies six, after 20 after weeks. Bro, your whole 20, position after, yeah. is that women have a right to kill the baby even if they end the pregnancy, but, but, and there's no logic there. The, the logic is that I don't think you you agree with forced birth at a point. How? I, I, how at eight months? At eight months, Tim Pool thinks forced birth is fucking cool and poggy. Stop making I, I, that stupid bullshit. But dude. I, 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 no, 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 hold on, hold on. That, that, that's no, no, what no, no, this no, no, is. No, no, bro, 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 bro. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense statement. No. Because I already said I agree with you. No, a woman, no, you a woman should be able to end her pregnancy you whenever she wants. Me up to eight months, a woman yeah. could end her pregnancy whenever she wants. Say it. Tim Pool said a woman can end her pregnancy whenever she wants. Stop aborting and giving birth are both ending a pregnancy. Make up something fake. Tim Pool agrees with forced birth is a false statement you're lying i have already said i believe that women have a right to terminate their pregnancy at to a certain months. amount of time at eight months and before you draw the line no that, i didn't that's the, yes you no, just said that you're, I, well, if the baby is viable that she shouldn't have the right to be able to terminate it to right? kill the baby yes i yes. said she can end the pregnancy whenever she wants and ending the pregnancy can be giving birth or aborting or the baby. a c-section that keeps oh, the baby so alive she has, to, she has to be forced to, to give birth against how, her will in so, a c-section but the baby is viable and they give it so off, how right? do you, how do they remove so the hold baby on, either way the baby comes out of her you're right, saying so, that so you literally saying, so you literally want forced birth you literally no, want to dude, force women to give birth against on, her will so, okay. so can i just so you're saying you're saying she should they should use the 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 tools to rip apart the body and pull that out Whereas I'm saying they should just take no, the baby I'm saying out. she should have the right to decide what happens to her body. That's it. Okay, but I, so if, all right, either way, the child is coming out. You're making this argument about forced birth. Either way, what is in her body is going to be outside of it. The question is, is it okay to shove forceps into the skull of the small person who's inside of her and then tear them apart limb by limb to get them out? Or should we say, no, that's not an acceptable way of delivering a baby. You shouldn't kill that unborn child. How is that for either way it comes out of her body? Either way the child comes out of her body. It's not as if there's one scenario but, and, where and the for, pregnancy but, but, magically but, disappears and, 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 and doesn't right, let, let me add, right. forced birth is a nonsense politics yeah. statement. But, but yeah, but in your scenario, she's being forced to give birth against her will. Like she can't she's decide. already pregnant, dude. I know, but... You, We're not talking about just, forcing her to do okay, anything. She's endorse, pregnant. But then endorse that position. I did. Stick, stick, stick by it. I know, you, I reject you, the... There's no such thing as like, forced birth. They're saying you can't kill that baby. Let me tell you how fascinating this is. Because she has the baby inside her. The is so fervent about legal Legalizing the killing of a baby at nine months that I can sit here and say I think women should be able to terminate their pregnancy whenever they want But if the baby is viable, there's no, no she, reason she has it. she has to be forced to give it then She has to be forced to give birth and then give the baby up is what you're saying give and birth is, define Yes, okay, so so that is forced birth, right? So so so, so she, she can't decide to terminate it at, at eight birth. or nine months define give birth You just said at eight months if the baby is viable. I'd say she, eight months define give birth I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying by forced birth. What is what does birth mean? You just said when she is at eight or nine it? months Okay, so she's at eight or nine. I said viable. Okay, so it's viable. The baby's viable. She should have to Give birth to it in some capacity c-section whatever define birth and I can answer your question birth the 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 removal of a child into the world from a mother's womb if the baby. so how do they do that? Uh, the woman pushes the baby out so then what would you call an abortion at eight months? Is an the abortion. Woman, is the woman pushing the baby out? No, it's most likely a medical procedure done by a doctor. And what is that medical procedure? An abortion. Like, but what is that? 
what is an abortion? Yes. Like what? How, what, how is it done? Yes. I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how it's done in eight months. I know, I know to, earlier. I know to, earlier on, it's usually done with a, a series of your, tools. Your moral, I, I don't know how it's done in eight months. Okay. So, so your honest. moral argument is forced birth. I'm trying to understand what your position is. If you don't know how an abortion is done, mm-hmm. then are you in favor of forced birth? Am I in favor of forced? No, I'm against well, forced birth. But you think that women should have to expel the baby, right? It's, it's completely fine for me not to know the medical procedure of how abortion is done to stand up for the rights of a woman's body. I, I don't need to know how people perform abortions directly. But, but remo- I, I'm, remo- I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to pretend a, a, that Removing a, a baby from a woman's body is birth. Oh, so you're, you're saying it doesn't count. It, no, 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 it, no, no, it's birth to, of, a different, of a different nature. I don't think you have a definition, and I'm trying to understand what you mean by forced birth, but if you can't define the removal of the baby in a different way, I don't know what you're saying. Birth, birth, Tim, like the birth so of is, a child. So is a C-section a birth? Uh, sure, yes, it, it is a form of, of extracting a living child uh, that is viable to live in the real world. That's how you define birth, extracting a living child to live in the real world. No, I would define birth as someone giving birth. They're pushing a baby out of their body. So, so right. So I don't think women should be forced to do that, right? You don't think women should be forced to push babies out of their body? But the baby is in their body, so it's got to come out somehow. So you're going to take it out with a C-section? No, I, I don't know. Okay. But, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you mean by this. So that would be forced birth. So She's what, forced to give a, and make a child, a viable child, live in the real world. I mean, right, right, so when you're so pregnant, that, the baby's right, going to yeah. come out of you yeah. at right. some point. That, that's the Either point. we rip no it apart what or happens, you give birth The baby naturally. is coming out of the woman, right? Yeah. Yes. So there's 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 no there's no being in favor of that or not. It happens. Period. Yes. Okay. So what's your point? What's my point? Am I in favor of a natural process by which a woman has to have a baby removed from her no matter what anyone does, says or does? Your point is that at eight or nine months, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Tim. You are wrong. Yes, I'll stop you right there. I know, because, <laughs> because when you keep saying eight or nine months, that's not what I said over and over and over again. Viability is after six months. Vi- so after viability six months. is... Okay. That means that there's so more so than a 50% soon, like, chance like, you're, of you're also wrong. It's there not six months. Like, so as soon as, as, soon as the baby weeks. is... It's not six months. So as soon as the baby weeks. is viable, Tim, as soon as the baby is viable, then it's okay for the woman, even if she doesn't want to have it anymore for whatever reason, she should have to be forced to have it extracted from her. And, and then live. Is that correct? Is that your position? I, well, it's not forcing the woman to have a baby live if the baby's already alive. You see what I'm saying? Like, you right, can, so, so, so you're, you're okay, here's so a com- here's a com- some, I got a, so I got a, semantics. This I got a compromise semantics. for you. I got a compromise sure. for you. We'll tell the mother we killed it, but we'll sneak it off and give it to someone else. Does that work for you? No, because I still think she should have autonomy. She should have the right to do it if she wants to. Of course. She should kill the baby after it's already born? I don't want her to kill a baby. I want her to have- why you keep saying it? Because I want her to have the ability to choose. That's different. And that is a fundamental part of this. The baby's out of her body, right? Forcibly. In your scenario. No, 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 no. Of course. Let's say say 24 weeks. The woman goes to the doctor and says, I want this baby out of me. And the doc- what, what if she says, I don't want to have this baby? I don't, I don't want to have this baby. Okay. Okay. And the doctor says, I will remove it. Okay. Uh-oh, the baby's alive. What do we do? So you forced her to give birth? No, 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 no. She said, doctor, I'd like an abortion. He says, you got it. Step right so he's, up. And so he's lying to her. No, no, no. He does the abortion and it fails. And an, the abo- baby, an abortion the baby. is terminating a pregnancy. So, so there's, no exactly. such thing, there's no such thing as a trick abortion. You can't no, trick. They're, they're called failed abortions. Failed abortions? Yes. Where doctors like trick yeah, right. women into no, taking their no, babies no, out? No, 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 no. So when they perform the abortion, as Seamus explained, they stick metal tools into the brain, scramble it up, and rip its body parts apart, and then pull it out chunk by chunk. When the babies are smaller, sometimes they pull them out, but the babies don't die. They survive, Mm -hmm. right? So my question is, in the instance of a failed abortion, what should be done? A failed abortion being that the the child is living. It's outside of the mother. Yeah. At that point, you cannot kill that child. That would be murder. Okay. Agreed on that point. Right. Yeah. So then where does the mother's choice come in to before, kill? Before that procedure takes place. So she, she has a choice to choose what she wants to have done with her body. 
if 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 she goes to a doctor and the doctor's like i'm going to perform an abortion which the assumption would be that i'm about to terminate the child but then he just secretly sneaks the child out of there that's not performing an abortion you're you're just being deceptive yeah and the doctor would should go to prison if they did something like that in my opinion i think well, you go to prison if you should go to prison if he performs an abortion <sighs> snap yeah i heard yeah. that not opposite surprised. perspective so there's also something that none of us know because i don't think any of us are medical doctors the the difference on the physiology of the female body uh giving a nine-month abortion having that happen or the actual birthing process whether by c-section or natural birth uh, it might have vastly different consequences on the female body. So that's something to take into oh, account. So, well, so wait, wait, wait. Remember the Born Alive Act? Yes. That was a Republican position, wasn't it? What was, yeah, what was well, that? Yeah, so th there have been a couple of different Born Alive Acts in different years. But what they basically say is that if the abortion fails, it is not legal to kill the child. Wasn't that, wasn't that Republicans were trying to pass the a Republicans law? were trying to pass that. That was one of the only things Obama voted on in the Senate. He voted against it. Obama voted against it. Against it, But yes. you would be in favor of that. In favor of what? The Born Alive Act. I'm not completely familiar with it, so I don't uh, have to If read an infant is born alive after an attempted abortion, mm -hmm. it has the same protection of law and degree as a newborn. Um, yeah, I would be okay with that, because at that point, it's a, it's a, it's a human. If you're killing a person that is alive outside of a womb, then that's murder, right? Yeah, I yeah. agree. Can oh, I ask you, th this good. is not a gotcha. We agree I, on that. I, that's great. Yeah, I, I want to ask in good faith. So, yeah, of course. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal, sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh, no. I don't think anything is acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice, ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. But wait, there's wait, a wait, child wait, inside wait, of her hold body. On, hold on, hold on. Not what her. about yes. meth? Uh, like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh, I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child for, services? I guess child, child services would be, oh, yeah. Well, it's her body, though. Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. Hold on there a minute. Yeah, and I see where we're going. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. It's her body. It's her if body. If she wants to do meth, what's the problem? Well, first off, doing meth is illegal, period. Doesn't matter if you're doing it with a child or not without no, a child. Not in Oregon. So, Methylene dioxide, MDMA. It's a Maybe type it's of meth. alcohol. Wait, then. sorry, what? Not crystal meth. meth. Crystal meth There's is legal in Oregon? No, no it's not, not crystal. <laughs> Hold on a second. Did I... MDMA <laughs> is a kind of meth. Methylene dioxide, methamphetamine is yeah. uh, ecstasy. That's a kind of meth. There's also crystal meth, which is not legal. MDMA is legal in some places for therapy sessions. I don't know if it's legal for yes, very it is. pregnant women. Okay, it is. It, is it for War, pregnant Oregon women? Oregon decriminalized possession in 2021. Oh, you're right. But I don't know if that's... But I'm just... Okay, dude. So like... Sorry, decriminalizing possession is different than legalizing crystal meth. You know those two things are completely different, right? Hold on. Yeah. What? So, so when you so when you decriminalize a small amount of drugs, that means if uh, you're caught with that drugs by a cop, that means if you're arrested, you cannot be charged for one gram, two that, grams, whatever that's what that is. Legalizing is. No, this is decriminalization, not legalization. We never there, said legalization. Thing, legalization is a semantic term. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, it means Either that it, it, there's, no it means that there's criminal. no longer a prohibition on that product. Okay, so if a woman does meth, she's legally allowed to have it, right? Is she legally allowed to do it or possess it? I mean, what's the difference? Well, two very different things. You can be legally allowed to possess drugs and not be legally allowed to take drugs, for example. Alcohol. So she does alcohol. Can a woman chug a fifth of vodka while pregnant? Uh, yeah, she can legally. But do you think she has a right to do so? I think she has a right to do... Yes, she has a right to do it. I don't agree with it. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and heroin? Uh, it's illegal.
I, I actually I don't think heroin's legal. I think heroin actually is was legalized. I think it's controlled, but I think that one specifically was oxycodone and other drugs. So she she has a right to do it. Whether or not I agree with her doing it, that's completely different. I don't agree with a woman who would have uh, an elective abortion at nine months. I think that that is like why the fuck but would you have done that? But I think she has the right to do it. Right. But do you think it's ethical that she like? Oh, I don't think it's ethical. No, of course not. Because some some things be, are made legal that are unethical, in my opinion. True. And should those be made illegal? Uh, I mean, that's a very broad question, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Things. Personal use of methamphetamine is allowed. It's a it's a civil citation, like a traffic ticket, not a criminal citation. So allowed maybe is a is hyperbolic. Uh, it is a civil citation to be caught using uh, methamphetamine in Oregon. You get a ticket for it, but not not no no crime. So I just looked up the Born Alive Act, by the way. It says this bill is deliberately misleading and offensive to pregnant people and doctors and nurses who provide their care. It is another attempt by anti-abortion politicians to spread misinformation as a means to get a warped political end, to ban safe and legal abortion. It's an entry point to try and make abortion illegal. Where did you read this? Okay, well, well, no, hold on, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't care. I mean, who, who cares about the Born Alive Act? My, the question was, if, if an abortion happens, but the baby survives, can you kill it? And he, Lance already said no. So I, I, we're done with that. So he would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So any other political arguments, anyone left, right, or otherwise trying to change that? No, 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 it's, it's irrelevant. Once the baby's born, it's it's a baby. It's so, a, yeah. so it has the same rights as every other human at that point, right? This is, it's this an is, American. This, this, this is an interesting, I, I think this this falls in line with the idea of anarcho-tyranny that we were talking about. The, my, my view of the modern left is that their positions are nothing but chaos. There, there's, there's no logical pathway towards preserving life, uh, improving people's lives. It seems to be only, it's like, it's like, it's like yin-yang. Right. There's one side that's talking about long term planning, logical thinking and improving the world. And one side that takes the inverse position no matter what. For instance, 25 people push in front of a subway. Nobody bats an eye. One guy, three guys try to subdue a man and now they want prison. That's like a weird inversion of what the law is supposed to do. The law should stop the people who are pushing people on the trains and protect the people on the train who are being victimized. But the left's position is the inverse of it. Right. Are you asking me for like a, I mean, a, an affirmation of that? Because if you ask no, me, no, I'm just what, saying like that's my view. So and that was the end when of my you statement. when you say the the left's idea are all chaos, I mean, if you really wanted to boil down what the left is fighting for, especially myself, it's expanding freedom. I I, I believe in freedom. I love freedom. I, I'm sure everyone here likes freedom too, right? You're well, all about freedom. Like, you def- how do you define yeah. freedom exactly? So for me, I I believe in a democratic process where we don't have tyrants, we don't have dictators, we don't have kings or queens. We have the ability as a democracy to be able to vote for who we work for, or sorry, who who our leaders are, right? Like we want to be able to vote for our president, our prime minister. I, I, I believe in that fundamentally. But my other thing is I want to expand that freedom into the workplace because we spend about eight hours a day every single day in our works, our jobs. I want to expand freedom there. So people who work at their jobs for eight hours a day have the ability to vote for things in their lives, better health care, better working conditions, whether or not their boss is corrupt and stealing from all of them. I want to expand that. I want to expand freedom into other parts of life. That's so that's, you, that's a fundamental belief for so me. What do you mean by stealing from them? Uh, stealing wages, for example. Like actually shorting someone's check. And so like, so the largest form of theft in America right now is wage theft. If you look, I had it happen to me. I sued. I, I went to the National well, Labor Board and we won. How does it happen? Yeah. As you should. So there's a ton of not ways. Not paying overtime. Not paying overtime. Yeah. Uh, bosses uh, simply just garnishing checks or garnishing wages, stealing tips or thinking that tips are justification to pay them lower salaries and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. All of it. Bullshit. And when you look at theft every single like you look at the stats, right? Cars being stolen, jewelry, all that. Wage theft blows everything out of the, like they're not even comparable. I got, you know, I like got it's one down here and then it's like the other one's fucking all the way got, up there. I got a story for you. So uh, I worked at a company. I get a paycheck. I'm good at math and stuff. And so I look at it and I'm like, hey, there's a problem with my paycheck. And they go, no, it's good. And I'm like, no, it isn't. There's a problem with my paycheck. Fix it. 
And I, and I, I very quickly was like $67 missing. I want it fixed. And I want to fix now. And they went, uh, give us a few minutes. Came back 15 minutes later, handed me a check. I looked at it and said, are you joking? And they were like, huh? And I was like, this is wrong. I'm not an idiot. Fix my paycheck. Went to a couple other employees. They said, I said, let me see your paychecks. I looked and I went, come with me. Walked right to the National Labor Board in Chicago and said, this is what they did. They took our statements. The, we went to the company and we told them we were going to form a union because of what they had done. They fired us on the spot for doing it. We sued them. And then uh, I'll give you air quotes in saying we won. What actually happened was after six months of being out of work, they said you can get retro pay, which will be $7,000 each, or we can go to fight and then I'll give you your job back. And I'm like, if they give us our job back, they're going to retaliate against us. No, no, that's illegal. And I was like, oh, come on. So we won the fight, but it really means they were able to fire, fire us to stop us from forming a union. So what would be a yeah, good so, better example of expanding? Sorry, Seamus. Oh, no, something? no. I just want to make the point. Uh, I'm not I, I haven't seen the stats on wage theft causing more in losses than all other forms of theft combined. I'll just have to take your word for that. And I'm willing to grant that for the sake of I think that this discussion. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to grant it if that is the case. And at the very least, for the sake of argument. I certainly don't agree in involuntarily democratizing all workplaces. That's probably a much longer, interesting economic discussion. Happy to engage in it with you guys, too. And I suspect we would all have different views on it. I don't know if you want but to go to other issues or if you want do. to talk about that. I, have a I would very like to talk about, about that. About as well. Budweiser. Yeah. You're going to move to Bud? Budweiser. I, I, I do want to talk about LGBTQ plus We got to do it. So why, here we, why, why I'm and, here. And Budweiser opens that door. Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> the Anheuser-Busch CEO has finally disavowed the Dylan Mulvaney hey, ad. Gosh. In private to investors, though he's not made a public statement, sales are down 26%. They're going to be giving out free cases of beer to distributors, and they've vowed to spend millions of dollars in marketing. But uh, the boycott is particularly effective, I would say. And there's videos now coming out of people at sporting events where the Bud Light is just behind the counter, totally full, and everyone's buying other brands. So uh, did Ian and Seamus both just leave at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they went, but they, they ran did for both it. leave. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's 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 jump into this. What are your sure. thoughts on the on the Budweiser thing? Uh, my thoughts are keep going. You're doing awesome, all of you. I, I mean this to every single person protesting Bud Light. Fuck yes, I am so here for this. It's fucking amazing. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, but Budweiser sucks. Anheuser-Busch sucks. It's a massive multinational corporation. They're absorbing... super anti-LGBTQ+, so it's been beautiful to see. <laughs> I love it. Oh, they donate so much to right-wing Republicans Agreed. who push anti-LGBTQ laws. So Anheuser-Busch getting taken down. Oh, man, I, I'm so here for it. Keep Me going. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, they think that they can pay off Republicans. They can hire GOP aides. Right. And that is going to be satisfactory for their customers who are upset with them as a brand. So clearly what we can see where I think we agree is that Anheuser-Busch is a faceless corporation with no real values that is willing to willing to spit in the faces of the little guy if it earns them a profit. They're a trash company and nobody should buy their products. The left and the right both agree. Here, here. Unity for once. I hope they fail. Same thing with Disney. Keep going after Disney. I'm Absolutely. For it. Take Disney down. I'm, I'm all for the right wing taking on Disney. All for the right wing taking on Anheuser-Busch. Yes, of course. These are terrible fucking corporations. I'm all here for it. Um, by the way, the Daily Mail is like the number one source on the show, right? Like every single time you pulled it up. Because that same site that you showed me, All Sides Media Bias, it has the Daily Mail on right wing. And I know that you yourself, when you, yeah, when you pulled it up. Yeah, they're actually fantastic. The but, Daily Mail. but if you use them as a primary source, you understand why I'd say that like this... we don't use them as a primary source. Okay. What happens is when we when we pull up stories, I'll, I'll go to like CNN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fox News, ABC, mm -hmm. and they'll each have like 300 words. And then you go to the Daily Mail 
after doing a search on on key elements of the story. And the Daily Mail will have like seven different versions of all breaking down different components. Okay. Like if you scroll down the Daily Mail, they often do these special sections where they have entirely different stories within the story, providing more context. Like, for instance, this story from the Daily Mail not only talks about the current story with the CEO, but it even goes all the way into all of the context going back to the commercial that was was released, the, the, the sale drop at 6% in the first week, to, to the, the video. It, it, it like covers no, literally everything. Even as a photo of the VP and her husband, yeah. how in-depth this story is. So it's like if I'm going to pull up a single article, I can pull up five ABC, CBS, New York Times, or I can just pull up this one that has seemingly everything in it, including Kid Rock, including John Rich, including Bud Light being poured into a dumpster. Yeah, it's so a it's, aggregate. it's a massive aggregator. Yeah. But honestly, I have no problem with y'all going after uh, fucking Bud Light. Uh, have a time. Go nuts. Um, I have a really big problem with what I feel on this show is a lot of anti-trans hysteria and fear mongering that takes place. You want to like, open that book? Uh, I have that book at home. We can talk about that in a second. Yeah. And I'm totally comfortable talking about that book. I've read it. Um, Should it be in schools? I want to talk to you about the trans issue, though, because right, right. and that's, right, what no, that, no, that's why I ask about the book. Okay, it opens we, can, the door. we can get to the books and the schools, the curriculums and everything mm -hmm. that the Florida's taken away. But you are you profess to be kind of like fact based, science based, right? Yeah, like, like you pull up. I've, I've noticed you want to pull up stats and figures and stuff like that. Of course. Why is it that you push propaganda when it comes to trans people like what that is so far beyond the pale? Like what? Okay, let's start with gender affirming care. Mm -hmm. Gender affirming care, you're very, very against. I've heard you call it what, the mutilation, the mutilation, like I mutilation. Don't it, I don't call it mutilation. I've never said that. That's what you say on your show. I do. No, I, don't. I don't know if he does. I call no, it mutilating children. I yeah. call it child sex change. When you were talking about Dwayne Wade moving his family. You... Someone in the crowd said, why are you mutilating your son? That was a quote from someone else. I didn't say that. But I then, call it. But then you made and it. And I've, I've explicitly said, I don't take the right agi agitator approach of calling it mutilation because that's not effective in having a conversation. I will plainly call it a child sex change as what it is. I'm not going to call it gender affirming or mutilation because I don't think those things accu accurately explain what it is. Okay. So when it comes to gender affirming care. Zero to about are, are ten. Are you talking about child sex change? No, I'm talking about gender affirming care. But, well, Zero to about got, ten years you, you old. Gotta define the answer you gotta define is it. yes. You got to yeah. define it, okay? Because if you're talking about something different, tell okay. us what you're talking about. All right. So, if someone is trans and they are young, and until they are about ten years old before they go through puberty, gender affirming care would be in the form of you using different pronouns, preferred mm -hmm. pronouns, and allowing them to dress differently. Yeah, I don't care about that. Do you have a problem with that? Does yeah. anyone here? Yes, I do. I don't. I don't. Okay, so both of you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do, do you accept that there is no surgery being performed on children at that age, from zero to about 10? There's nothing, there's no hormone blockers, there's no puberty there, blockers. There, there is hormone blockers. I don't think surgery is happening on okay, kids so hormone, under, under 12. So hormone blockers aren't given to children until they go through puberty. That's not true. We, we actually pulled this up with Destiny. He actually, he actually called me out. I was wrong about a stat. Okay. What we found was 47,000 um, cross-sex hormones. I think it was something like 17,000 puberty blockers and like 2,000 double mastectomies for girls after the age of, uh, of 13 or whatever. But, uh, so that doesn't apply to anything I just pu said. Puberty blockers were, were preteen. Uh, puberty blockers. Yes, puberty blockers. They, they are have given to. They to have someone. because they have to give them the puberty blockers before puberty starts. Yes, of course. Right. So, so you, okay. So you're just reaffirming what I just said. From zero to ten, till about you're about to go through puberty. Gender affirming care only comes in the form of using different pronouns, using different names, allowing them to dress differently, and that's it. And you don't have a problem with that. Wait, Lupron too. Okay, so we'll get to Lupron. But up to that point, you don't have a problem with any of this yet, right? I'm saying, I, and, like, and, you, and you agree that there is no surgery being performed on children at that age. Zero, zero let, to ten. Let, 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 I'll just, let me just start from the beginning so I can make sure I'm, I'm getting what you're saying right. Yeah. I don't care if parents 
call their kids names or whatever. I, I, I care about medical or surgical intervention. Okay, so that doesn't happen until about the age of about 16. That's the average age for... That's, that's but but you're, you're wrong, okay? Like, and, and, and look, we, we had Destiny on the show. We went into great detail about it. There are girls who are 13 who are getting this done. And there was a study, actually it was, it was Canadian, I believe, 12 to 17. They had several hundred surgeries performed. Okay, so again, I'll, I'll I said, I said the you. average age, but if you want to say that there are people who get this at 12, that could be the case. Who would have it? I think let's let's start with puberty blockers, Tim. Mm -hmm. Lupron. You, you both have a big problem with Lupron? I don't know a lot about it, but I consider it a medical treatment. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we shouldn't be uh, giving Lupron to kids. So you don't think you should give Lupron to kids? Why Why don't you want Lupron being given to trans kids? To Because it's a, a, a puberty blocker that inhibits the natural function and development of their body. And more importantly, I think my view is uh, built upon what we've seen out of Europe already, right? So... Earlier on, maybe a few years ago, I was more agnostic on the issue until Sweden, Denmark, Finland abandoned this and the Tavistock Center got, got shut down. Mm -hmm. And the data they released said this actually caused more harm than good. And then I was like, well, OK, hey, how about that? And for some reason, in the United States, they're still hell bent on moving forward with what we can already see from, you know, better countries with better healthcare systems saying no to this, right? Okay, so I can address those individually because I have the explanation as to why that happened. When it comes to Lupron, zero to 10 is about the age where gender affirming care only comes in the form of different names, pronouns, stuff like that. We, uh, we can all agree that's completely fine. But we the can't. I disagree. You three can agree, fine, but I don't. Fine. Okay, fine. But it's their show, so I just want to concentrate and, but, on, and, on and, them and for and I'm, I'm, my, my position is more just like, I don't know, man, like social therapy stuff, uh, they say that uh, after puberty, desistance rates are between 60, 65 and like 92 percent. Okay, so, so that's so, completely false. I, 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 I'll I mean, get to that. We have to we have to do oh, this. Come piece, on, bro. We have oh, to do this piece by piece first. OK, oh, let's well, let's 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 get let's get through loop. Hey, I first. just I just proved you wrong. Uh, studies show uh, 10, 10 follow up studies found desistance of 61 to 98 percent. Yeah. Can you can you click on the Wikipedia article? Detransition topic. Oh, you're, you're missing the mic. Can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Missing the mic. Uh, what are the studies? Where, where are we talking about? I would uh -oh. like to know if you are taking uh -oh. these studies specific. Well, because I have each one of them written down here, and I'm, I'm quite curious. Is the Drummond study one of them? Is the Wallen study? Is Stensma, the Swedish study, a part of this? The 2011 study? Probably. I don't know. Well, uh, no, we should know. This is incredibly important for no, what we're talking it's about. No, it's not. This is 2018. This is uh, Gender Dysphoria and Adolescence Current Perspectives in the National Library of Medicine. Okay, scroll down to the conclusion of this one. Just the Want to get the mic again? Oh, sorry. You can carry it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move it. I gotta get, gotta get used to this. Yeah, dog. I know. Scroll down to the conclusion of the study. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to at least skim some of the what what the numbers and reference are to like the, the reference. While you're the, skimming, I when I think of a little kid like being outcomes, like a little boy being like disorders. I'm a girl. The parent. I I would hope that the parent would be like. You can be you. You can pretend to be whatever you want. You can be an actor. You can play a girl. Mm -hmm. But I get afraid when a mom's like, "He said he's a girl. That means he's trans." Right. So f for this, it's not a process. It doesn't exist in which someone can say, "Hey, I'm a boy. I'm a girl," and then they go into a doctor's office and like, "Well, take some Lupron." It's you do you do years and years wow. of consultation between uh, I, a doctor like, and, just, and and between like a therapist and between the patient itself. I'm just gonna read this. Sure, of course. Adolescence is a crucial time for identity and psychosexual development in young people with gender identity concerns. The outcomes of GDC have been discussed in terms with its of its persistence and desistance. For most children with GDC, whether GD will persist or desist will probably be determined between the ages of 10 and 13 years, although some may need more time. Evidence from the 10 available prospective follow-up studies from childhood to adolescence, reviewed in the study by Ristori and Steensma, 
indicate that for around oh, it is 80... Steensma. I was right. I asked if this was Steensma. Okay, I, 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 can, 80, I can answer this 80 percent of children who meet the criteria for GDC. Right. The, but you said you said 2011. Oh, so there's multiple Steensma, uh, Steensma studies. They've actually built upon each other. And uh -huh. the problem with the Steensma study, unfortunately, is that they actually ca uh, characterized people who were not trans in that study, they didn't compare people who were trans to people who were trans and then no. detransitioned. They compared yeah. people in the general population. What's your 40, source? What's 40, your source for that? The actual author of the study has come out since and said what, that, what can I, said what, that the what study- can I, What can I pull up to confirm that? Okay. Like, because look, I pulled up a study that said a thing, you've made a counterclaim, I'll love, I will pull it up. I've, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so go to- Because I don't know who Steensma is. Okay, so, well, Steensma, and the problem, uh, I'll say one more thing because I had this written down, 45.3% of the people did not reapply for treatment. They counted that as people who were detransitioning when they weren't, in fact, doing that. Um, wait, so, can, can go, you, wait, can I ask you something? Yes, 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 for the source. Let's do things in order. Well, I'm going to respond to what trans, you just trans said. Trans I, I, need to, I need to respond to what that you just said right now. That last point is kind of important to respond to. We're literally talking about desistance. Right. If they're including people who desisted, you'd have to to get the number of no, those no, no, who no. desisted. They, they included people who did not reapply for treatment. They counted that as someone who was desisting. That's just someone who didn't show up again. That's literal desistance. No, it's, it's not. It's not that. That, that's no, literal no, not, desistance. Not, not, not whatsoever, Tim. That is someone who has decided they just don't want to go talk to that doctor or experience things with that doctor. They could have gone off to a different doctor. They could have done something else. But that is not someone who has verifiably said, I was trans. I'm no longer trans. So, me, that's me, just what? people who did not show up. Let me pull up your thing. Okay. So go to transadvocate.com slash. I'm not going to. A, a, I, need, I need a study or something, not an advocacy the, website. This, okay. This, I, this, I pulled up a scientific study for you. you. I'm Tim. not pulling up a nonprofit Good job. advocacy So group. this is an interview with the person who did the study in this article. I have pulled up a scientific study for you. And you the person who it. did, and I'm challenging you with the person who did the fucking study. And, and you're, and you're telling me to pull up an advocacy website, which is not on par with the scientific study. But it's, it's featuring the person who did the scientific study. Is there study? a counter study saying this is not correct? Okay. If you, uh, yes. An overwhelming amount. Like, oh, okay, sure. Let, let me pull that up. Okay. Can you like can I, you, look if I pull up the net the NIH sure. and then you say go to transadvocate.com, sure. you understand why this. I'm not let's going to do this. Do that. Cool. Cornell University. I'm not, I'm not going to Breitbart for my source on desistance, okay? Sounds good. Cornell University did what's, a meta study. Let me they, what's, they, what is it? Okay, Cornell University did a meta study on fifty five different studies. Can yeah, I pull just start looking up Cornell University meta study on detransition. Cornell University did a meta study on 55 different studies on detransitioning. Of those 55, they found 52 of the studies showed that people detransitioned at a rate of less than 4%. And of those people who did it, the reason they detransitioned was social stigma. That's 52 of the 55. The other three of those 55, they didn't show a net negative effect. There was not a single study of the 55 that Cornell University looked at that showed detransitioning or gender affirming care being a bad thing for trans people. If anything, it was a net positive. This is a meta study of a whole bunch of studies. I have another meta study. So wait, but have, hold on. But I'm, try, I, I just, I'm trying I wanna, to pull up a scientific study to confirm what you're saying. Yeah, I also just want to ask a question about this too. Sure. So you're mentioning that this is a, a meta analysis of studies yes. on people who have detransitioned, but by definition, right, this is taking into account people who went through what? Puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, in, in physical in, surgeries. So it, sure, for in each study, it was different things. In mm -hmm. some of the studies, it was people who were going through uh, puberty blockers. Some had hormone therapy, but a lot of them in one form or another had received gender affirming care. They were trans when the study first uh, tried to identify these people and then it looked at them years later and how is this sample collected because almost every single issue or almost every single study i've seen from trans advocates on this issue use a convenience sample 
rather than doing some kind of controlled oh, randomized test for right. the treatment. So, so this is a meta study of a whole bunch of other studies. Okay. So you would have to go between each study because at the end of the day, I don't want to fall in this trap that me and Tim were about to do where each of us starts saying like, well, I have a study. Well, you have a study. Well, I have a study. We can do this all day. So we should look at metadata, right? We should look at compromising data that looks over a whole bunch of studies. A second metadata study that I want you to look at, regret after gender affirming surgery, a systematic review and meta-analysis of prevalence. This went to Canada, the Netherlands, Belgium, UK, Italy, USA, Brazil, Sweden, Singapore, Germany, Norway, Ireland, Serbia, and an interview between 27 studies, 7,928 trans patients. It showed a less than 1% look, percent look, look. Right, regret right. rate. So can I also mention something I have another meta okay, study. Okay, I got to address this right now. There, sure. there is a problem we are facing in that you are saying a lot of things and I can't pull up any sources. At the very least, all I did was Google searched it. I pulled up the two studies that were associated with it and said, here's what it says. I have not given you my personal perspective on it. You've now given me your personal view on it. No, I, I've given you the studies. These are two meta studies. I have a third meta study. What are the studies? Let me please pull them up. I can't find what you're the talking about. The first one is Cornell University. They did a meta study. What's of the 70 name of it? It's Cornell University's meta study of 72 studies on gender affirming care. 72. Of that, 55 of the studies were directly related to detransitioning. Met, what, what a meta study on... I just want to flag that what, desistance and detransitioning are two different things. Right, right, right. Well. What, look, look up uh, Cornell, Cor University, Cornell University, what does scholarly research say about the effect of gender transition or, or on gender trans well-being? Oh, here we go. I found it. Nice. And the third one, the third meta study that I want to bring up is a U.S. study. It's a 2015 U.S. Okay, so, transgender study. But, but, but this isn't this isn't a scientific research paper that's peer reviewed. Uh, no, this is a meta-analysis of scientifically researched uh, papers. Did you that get that from what okay, we but, know? But, dot inequality. But hold, dot hold on, like, do we have a standard on why we why should why should we we should there's, accept? There's, your... If you want to know the methodology, there's a click here to view the methodology thing. You can find that out for yourself right there. But this is not a peer-reviewed scientific paper. This is a meta-analysis, Tim. Okay, scientific papers. I reject it. I <laughs> Okay, so if you want to reject that, I would bro. Write. Next thing you're going to do, you're going to tell me ivermectin is some cure because of a meta-analysis. This meta -analysis. has nothing to do with it. No, 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 no bro. You can't come. You can't come to me. When everyone tries screaming about ivermectin because of a meta-analysis that I reject and say, I don't think it works. You, you can go and sorry. then have someone We're from the left come to me and now claim meta-analysis is effective. No, the point is this. I said, give me a study and you cannot do it. I am on my way to give you a third meta-study. A Those combination studies. of cities. These Those are studies. No, if we go study to study okay, back bro. and forth, Tim, this is going to take fucking forever. Give me so one. let's give look me one. One study. One study. One study. One. <laughs> Dude, I'm giving you two. Give no. me one. This is embarrassing. I've got like embarrassing. You can't give me one study. Okay. I've given you two, and I didn't even make an assertment. I googled it and pulled up what you I found. You want individual studies I instead of meta analysis, which is ridiculous. But sure, here's individual studies: the mental health outcomes in transgender, non-binary, non-binary youth receiving gender affirming care from February 25th, 2022. This shows. Let me, that, let me type it and pull it up. For yeah, you. yeah, but I can explain to him while you're doing the, your own research. Can you, can Kids you, who I receive need, I need puberty blockers so and hold up. Mental health outcomes in, transgender, health outcomes in trans transgender and non-binary youth receiving gender affirming care, February 25th, 2022, peer-reviewed study. The findings, kids who received puberty blockers and hormone therapy had 60% lower odds of moderate or severe depression and 73% lower odds of suicidality. Here's another individual study for you. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That, 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 nothing to do with desistance. Do you, do you want to go back to desistance studies? That's what I was asking you about. I, I Google search desistance. Wikipedia Look has up. two studies that say it's 61 to 98%. You said that's wrong. I said, what's is, your it, source? Yes. You didn't give me one. I did on the spot. You gave it's, me it's a okay. meta-analysis we're, we're so that is not peer-reviewed. It's not a peer-reviewed source. Analysis, it's, if, if you want to go back and forth, Tim, on single studies, like I said, this can take forever. So it, 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 it Do you not have a single study? 
I've named you tons of studies. No, no, no. You've given me a meta-analysis, not a single study. A meta-analysis combines other studies. Do you understand so how what, that works? Yes. So of that, the so 55 studies that it is, looked, no, of the 55 that studies that it looked at, 52 studies have done a conclusion, and then someone that looked at less them than and made 4%, a different Tim. You're saying that out of 72 studies that found a conclusion. No, 55. It's, 50, it, it looked at 72, 55 talked about detransitioning. It was, it was a... Hypothetical number. 51, 51. You're, you're looking at 52. a bunch of studies that have come to conclusions. Of course. That are peer reviewed. And you're saying, but someone uh, analyzed those. Cornell University did. Who from Cornell? Click on, click here to view right, right. the methodology you, this, and you this, can learn about the, the methodology. You just rejected it outright when you saw it. You were like, because oh, it's I not a study. Okay. It's not a study. It's a meta analysis of studies. These but are different that, things. But, but I'm explaining that but to you. The problem is these studies have their own conclusions. You're ignoring. They combine their conclusions to reach their let me, findings. Let me, let me, let me, that's, that's let me explain for those that want to understand what I'm trying to say. During COVID, there were a whole bunch of studies done, individual studies, peer reviewed, that found ivermectin did not work. The right kept bringing up meta analyses that said, actually, it does. I said, and I said this to Joe Rogan, I reject that. Show me the actual study. I do not believe this is correct. I will not afford you some benefit to come in and make the same argument to me. If you do not have a study that is peer reviewed and cited, then I'm not going to entertain I, I, so, your, so your I, opinions. So when I bring up the Cornell University study, that's, that's 50, not a study. It's a meta analysis. Yeah. Of 55 peer reviewed studies whose conclusion of 52 came to the fact that there is a less than 4% detransition rate. If you go to r slash science, Tim, you can find out. <laughs> no, 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 no. This Come is, on. I, I, I asked you for it. You're pulling up Reddit when I'm no, 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 pulling pull up. Studies. I'm pulling up Reddit because Cecilia, I uh, last name is pronounced Jen de Jen explains and, and downplays why you're wrong about that 80 to 85% because she's the one who actually did that study. She's the one who did the study you cited. So, so Look, she explains why it's being misused. It is not true. I can say this. There are arguments about what is true all day, every day. There's arguments that M theory is wrong and that science is unwilling to give up because too many scientists have dedicated their lives to it. So they argue that M theory is the, is, is, is the theory, while others are coming up with like E8 Lie Group theory or whatever. I totally understand that people will decide what they think is true or not. Hence, I have a bottom line standard. If the right comes at me and says, ivermectin meta-analyses prove it works, I say, don't know, don't care. We have rejected the concept of someone analyzing a collection of studies and making determination. What our standard is, or at the very least where I'm at is, if we're going to have any basic agreement on what is or isn't, there has to be a unified standard there, which is a peer-reviewed study, which is not absolute. If I have two peer-reviewed studies and the establishment narrative, when I search for it, says 61 to 98 percent, I will not accept your meta-analysis opinion the same as I wouldn't for someone who believes ivermectin works, because your argument is founded upon the same basis as theirs. Okay, so first off, the meta-analysis of ivermectin actually showed that it wasn't effective at preventing or treating COVID-19. That, that was the actual meta-analysis on ivermectin, so it actually would back up your own uh, claims. Secondly, you and me can look at individual studies, and it can take a very long time, but we should look at regret after gender-affirming surgery, a systematic review, and meta-analysis of prevalence, which looks at, again, 27 studies and interviews 7,928 trans people across the world. And again, in places like Italy, USA, Brazil, you name it, that meta-analysis also found a less than 1% regret rate. You have to be able to combine multiple studies because this is something that has been so thoroughly investigated globally for so long that to ignore the science and data on well, this is, on. Is, is to flagrantly... Well, there's I, not been a single large-scale randomized clinical trial for puberty blockers to treat gender dysphoria. There's not been one. You, you all are very against Lupron, right? 
Well, I don't know much about it. I know. I, mean, I, I, I just very against is pretty strong. Okay. I'm typically like we shouldn't give. I'm saying there hasn't like, been one large scale randomized clinical trial for okay. these like, treatments. Like Lupron for when when children go through like the early onset puberty. Yeah. And it's like an actual medical issue. Like, yes, of course. That's why saying very against something is like, well, what yeah. we're talking about is are, are we are we going to a kid who uh, are, are we dealing with an actual case of, say, endocrine disruption caused by phthalates and PCBs? Or are we dealing with a kid who's just playing with dolls and the parents are incorrect, right? And, and in that case, you would have a long process where they would have to do interviews with, again, Except, professionals who would determine right. whether or not it's appropriate. And people who and, go on and, puberty blockers, I want to add this, it's, it's for a limited amount of time. They want to do it only to be able to wrong. hold that off. No, it isn't. If you see, see this to is, the actual this, doctors on this, this, is, this you is only issue. take it. No, 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 Tim, let me finish the sentence. Come on. You brought me on your show. Let me finish this. You only go on puberty blockers for a short amount of time before you can be put onto HRT. They do not want to keep them on puberty blockers. And that way you avoid a lot of the potential negative side effects. We from had Helena Kirsch on the show who walked into a Planned Parenthood and within minutes was given the maximum dose of testosterone. Anecdote. Absolutely. Lived experience. So when I say lived, lived experience, experience happens, anecdote. you say it doesn't happen. I'm saying it did happen. No, I'm saying it can happen. And that's, you, I'm and, saying and, you have to look at on, broader data. You have to look at broader that's the trends. the issue I take, right? Yeah, and, and it wouldn't make sense if I brought up a single horror story to you and said, this is fact. It can happen. I, I, I said, we don't want that to happen. Of right? course, no one wants that to happen. But okay, then so if, we wanna under, if we want to understand how this is actually taking place around the world from an actual perspective of science, we have to look at the data. We have to look at meta studies. We have to look at the and analyze global uh, understanding of this. When it comes to Lupron, by example, yes, it's true that Lupron is not FDA approved for the use of uh, on cisgender children. There is a product that is FDA approved for use with children that is a puberty blocker, and it has been used for a long time, for generations and decades, it's Lupron. It was just being Wait, done. No, but for that's for an kids. entirely different reason. That's for an entirely for different reason. Children. So to say we for want to prevent, children. to say we want to prevent a child from undergoing early onset puberty so that they can develop at a normal, healthy yes, rate pre, is pre entirely different. Is it is entirely different from saying we're going to administer puberty blockers because this child fears feels they're a member of the opposite sex. But whether that's or not, an entirely but different but reason. Whether or not it's for, because you're looking is for a different is is, is is going to be the problem, right? You, you want yes. to know whether or not it's used is going to be dangerous yes. on children. And and and, yes. and the reason for administering a certain treatment can render it dangerous you know, so for example if we have been amputating people's limbs for hundreds of years if I go into a doctor and say please cut my arm off because I don't want it anymore and he cuts my arm off that's medical malpractice for you to jump in and go we've been cutting people's arms off for hundreds of years this is I, medically approved people I, are allowed to do this, this is not yes absolutely so what you're describing is called BIID body identity uh, disorder I, mm -hmm. I forget how it's spelled um, it is a real phenomenon it's it's yes it's, ext it's extremely rare but we know enough about it at this point to know that people will seek out to get operations on the black market if they have BIID and what we found when people do that and go to the black market to have a limb removed is that it only provides a temporary amount of relief for their condition and then it returns and they have further complications from the fact that they now have a disability and or medical complications that come from my all that. point is not about any kind of body dysmorphia about losing a limb my point is about drawing a false <clears throat> my point is about drawing a false conclusion by a medical treatment being allowed under circumstance a but not being allowed under circumstance okay. b you're saying we allow it for kids who have hit precocious puberty but yes. then we don't allow it for kids who don't want to go for pu through puberty no, no, no. They we, want to be a we member do allow it. It's, it's still not FDA approved. That's yeah, different. But, yeah, but you understand uh, my point. I, I you just, can't claim those just, things are the same. I just Google searched it real quick. Stat in 2017, 100 out of 100 with NewsGuard. Drug use to halt puberty may cause lasting health problems. More than 10,000 adverse event reports were filed with the FDA, reflecting the experience of women who've taken Lupron, describing everything from brittle bones to faulty joints. You know, regarding meta-analyses, meta I, like, I, I, I'm worried about, you know, 
giving kids things on an experimental basis. Yeah, this is a huge, long conversation, and it would be so awesome to go through each study. I would love to. It would probably take like seven hours, six hours, but we could do it, but like not tonight, unfortunately. Well, so let me, let me ask you but, though. But, like, I, but I want to keep down this path because I think yeah, we're, let making, me, we're let, making good progress. Let me here. ask you a question. Of right? Like, like Jazz Jennings is sterile, right? I don't know much about Jazz Jennings. Jazz Jennings. She's, she's a reality TV star, right? Jazz Jennings. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that Jazz isn't trans. Uh, because, That's not for us to say. Uh, I didn't say. I said I'm concerned that Jazz is not trans, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason is Jazz is dating women now, right? So then Jazz would What does be, that have to do with being trans? Well, Jazz would then be a biological male dating women at the age of 23. What does right? that have to do with being trans? So it has to do with whether or not Jazz made the decision for themselves or the parent made it when they were three years old. So the question is, we want to avoid a John Money type situation, right? Where you had these two kids and the doctor told one of the young boys he was actually a girl and then forced him to live as a girl, ultimately resulting in his suicide and then the death of the brother as well. We don't want that to happen. And so that did happen already. And we know that happened. So we have to be careful about taking a three-year-old and then raising them and telling them they're female, because then if they start exhibiting traditional, uh, uh, you know, gender behaviors, there may be some concern. For instance, Jazz stopped dilating. And that was the big controversy over the past few weeks. The mother going on TV saying she would force Jazz to do it. If Jazz is saying, I'm not gonna, and the mother saying, do it or I'll wring your neck, which is a, a quote. And then Jazz is not dating women. We're starting to see a pattern that may be concerning because it follows the John Money situation. Whether or not Jazz is trans or not, my concern is, uh-oh, what if? And that means there may be children who are going to be pushed down a path that ultimately leads to their suicide because their parents can't make the decision for them, but they did. So the data overwhelmingly shows that if you give children gender affirming care, especially if you have loving and accepting parents who accept children's actual gender identity, it reduces the rates of suicide dramatically. In the case of a parent who affirms their child's gender, it can reduce suicide rates of up to 93% in some studies. It's, it's not a case of... Uh, more often than not, these are children who are approaching their parents saying they think this is something happening to them and parents pushing back and being like, no, this is wrong. You're just a tomboy. Oh, this is, you know, this is not you. This is blah, so, blah, blah. And you don't go into a doctor and all of a sudden they're like, here's Lupron. They do. No, but they don't, Tim. The average amount of time, the average amount of time. You can't is, say they don't when we've had the anecdotes. They do. Call it an anecdote. It's an I'm anecdote. telling you it does happen. Of course, but that's an anecdote. We have to look at so data. So don't say Science, it doesn't statistics. happen. Well, it happens, but that doesn't mean it, it's a broad it trend. it should not happen. Right, but that's, okay, this, this is asinine. So, let, 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 we, let, we have to talk about what actually occurs via the numbers, right? That's, that's what matters. Like, I, I have here the largest U.S. transgender survey ever done. It's in 20, uh, 2015 to 21,598 participants. And this covers people in childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. And it has all the results you're looking for. So let me ask you a question. Uh, why do you Please. think we're seeing the uh, a rapid increase in the past few years I can of, explain that of, as well. mm -hmm. of young people identifying as trans? Okay, can, can I answer that? Can afterwards? you read the study, Yeah, yeah, please. of course. So it shows the 2015 U.S. Transgender Survey of 21,598 participants that with hormone therapy, psychological distress for children reduces by 222%. Late adolescence, 153%. Adulthood, 81%. Suicidal uh, ideation for children goes down down 135% for uh, adolescents, 62%, and for adults, 21%. Is like this, that, that is dramatic. Is that, this that the is Stanford dumb. Medical School survey analysis done by Jack Turbin? Uh, I don't know the person okay. who did it. Let okay. It um, but in terms of the, the increase, Tim, of, of people... Because, there's a, because there was a study done by Stanford Medical School that very closely fits the description of what you've just read out there, which is very... A scientific and with well, data that I, is collected. I, 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 yeah, okay. so just just please 
find the source of that because because I want I want to pull that apart, but I want to be sure that I know you're talking about that study. I'm I'm curious as to why you think it's it's increasing so much. What's that? What's that signify? The history of left-handedness. This is the history of left-handedness in the United States. Do you see what happens here? It, it, it levels out. It goes up and up levels out. Levels. We, used to pe- uh, we used to treat people who were left-handed as satanic, as the devil, all that kind of shit. Do you remember uh, that, right? Uh, and that's why there was a lot of people who didn't record themselves as being left-handed. And then, boom, when we stopped doing that after the 1880s and in the 1900s, it spiked. Now, this spike isn't because there was a whole bunch of indoctrination or Alex Jones was like, oh, left-handed ideology, everyone has become left-handed. This has nothing to do with that. This is naturally how many left-handed people there were. And then it plateaued. We are in a, in a situation right now where it is safer than ever. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle for people to come out and and if they're queer, bisexual, whatever it is, and because of that, they feel safer expressing that. That's why Gen Z of all generations- I was concerned there was a transgenocide. Yeah, so here's- This is- this is the actual statistics on people increasing. You can see the red one. Mm. That that is Gen Z. That is the amount of people who in Gen Z it's skyrocketing. It looks so, like they're so identifying you, more than ever because so, their generation feels more comfortable talking so about this kind of stuff. So you don't more, think yeah. that there's like a, a trans genocide or anything like that? I don't think that there's a trans indoctrination that is coming through media. Genocide, is, I said. It. I, yes, and I'm saying that I don't think there's a trans indoctrination coming through media that is programming kids to become trans. I think that's ridiculous. So, and, if you, and if you want to change but, topics to talk about trans genocide, we can move on to that. But, but that, it, you, you it, asked me specifically, why, right, is right. There a, why is there a spike? Yeah, that is why. Okay, so my follow-up is, you think trans people feel safer than ever? No. Right now, there's over 400 different bills being pushed in the United States that is directly targeting trans people. So they don't feel safe? They, of course they don't. So then why are they coming out if they don't feel safe? They have more access because that generation, Generation Z, has a lot more acceptance towards trans people than older people who pass laws, draconian people who pass laws. The boomers are the ones running the show right now. They're still the ones in government. They're still the ones passing laws. There's very few Generation Z in government or parliament. You want, you want to know what, what I think? I think there is a transgenocide. Okay. And I think it's you. Okay. Because you're sterilizing a lot of these people. How so? I mean, you're they're literally sterilizing them. The, the surgery to remove the gonads, hysterectomies, and puberty and cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers have a high rate of sterilization. I mean, first of all, uh, removal of the gonads in the uterus is an absolute sterilization. And then puberty blockers have a very high rate uh, and uh, cross-sex hormones have an extremely high rate of sterilizing the individual. So right. these people can no longer reproduce. That's genocide. Is this, is this the joke you're going to go for? Is joke? You are removing these people's ability to reproduce. Mm-hmm. And if they're a young age and they haven't had the ability, like for instance, Jazz Jennings can never have kids. Jazz Jennings also, and this this uh, probably part of your studies, can't actually feel any set, like sexual uh, feeling of, of any kind. Do you have any idea how weird this sounds right now? Like, why, why are you obsessing what, what, with what, a stranger's what, genital pleasure? That's so weird. That's so bizarre. That was very weird yourself. 
You guys are all liars. No, no. So I'm talking about adults who engage in activities, which is a large portion of the global economy, whether you like it or not. Sex sells, they say. And when I say this person will never have this ability, you go, how weird is that? It's weird for you to fixate on a stranger's genital pleasure. That's strange. That's so bizarre. Well, she's public about it. But but see, you're not making an argument right now, is my point. I'm not. I'm saying it's weird. It's not an argument. That's that's, that's, that's an observation. So you're trying to make an appeal to emotion and an appeal to shame. No, I'm just just giving you my genuine thought when you say something like that. Like, why, why should that it was a really fucking pathetic attempt at trying why to make an argument. Why should we talk about that? Why, why should we discuss whether or not she has genital feeling? That's not important. It's not. She, I, that, it's not in my business. So let's focus then on the sterilizing of the individual. Do sure. you, are you okay with that? When who's sterilizing people? Jazz Jennings is sterile. Why are we going back to Jazz Jennings? I don't, because know, any, Jazz I don't know anything about her. Because Jazz is a famous individual on cable television. So if she is sterile for whatever reason, what does that have to do with me? Why, why does that concern me? Do why you should I pass legislation? The sterilization to- of teenagers. This is such a weird way to frame this. Like you are removing teenagers' ability to have children. I'm not doing anything. I'm not a doctor, Tim. You I don't have the ability it, to do this. Right? I support people having access to health care. Of course. Why would I want to prevent that just because do some people agree? have bigotry towards them? Let's try again. You seem scared sure. of this. Do you believe that parents and doctors should have the ability to remove the ability of a child for, for future reproduction? They should have the ability to give them access to health care. Of course they should. So why do you keep you're, saying you're, like that? You're implying that every single gender-affirming care results in sterilization. I didn't that say is that. that is not true at all. I said the, the removal there's of there's also the... people who are trans that never get bottom surgery. You seem very scared of this. It's scaring you. How how am I afraid to? Because you keep deflecting when I ask you. So Jazz Jennings is a specific deflecting. example. Let's try. I, let's try this. I, let's, Tim, let's, let's slow Tim, down and go one point at a time. You right? think I'm deflecting because I don't want to keep talking about someone's genital pleasure who's a stranger. Nice I'm saying try. it, should, I sh- I'm nice saying try. it shouldn't concern nice you. Try. It shouldn't concern nice anyone, try. Tim. Your That's... appeal to emotion is not going to work on me. I'm asking you a science. <laughs> I know I can appeal logic. to your emotion. I'm trying a logic-based question sure. about the future of, of these people. I believe you are genociding them. I believe you cool. and in, you intend on genociding autistic individuals. I genuinely believe that. Who's autistic in this? A large portion of trans kids are autistic, namely females. So this is an issue in that young, lesbian, autistic females are a large portion of those who are transgender. Do you, and, have, do you have data on this? Do, do, I mean, come on, bro. Do you have data on what you've, you've brought up? You couldn't give me one study, but yes, I've, I'll I've given you, you not only studies, meta studies. I've given you multiple meta studies on this. I, I've given you a surplus of information on this topic. Make up six, six times more likely to have autism, according to NPR.org. So yeah. I think you're trying to genocide autistic people. I, so, I, I literally. So I, six I don't, times I, more. You, what's the percentage of? That's what I asked you. Six times, 60%. You're, that's not how that works. That's not. You don't. You don't 600, sorry. No, that's not how that works. You're either. saying what percent of them? What percentage are trans? of trans people happen to be autistic lesbians? That was your claim that a large portion are. I'm saying I don't know any statistics on that. I've never heard that before. Well, so uh, the first thing I pulled up was that transgender and non-binary pe- non-binary people are up to six times more likely to have autism. Right. Right, but that's not answering the question yet. And your question is what portion of? Oh, let me Google it again. Because I, I thought that was sufficient, and and you know. Uh, Mm-mm-mm-mm. 24%. So that's not the majority, even if that stat is true. Six times more common. 24%. That's still not the majority, even if that statistic was true. Yeah, no. I, that, the majority is... So 25, 24% so, of trans people are autistic, according to that data, and 6% of... So so what I think is, I think that there, is, there are people who hate people with Down syndrome, and in Iceland, they've actually publicly avowed or, or, or praised their eradication of people with Down syndrome. I think that's horrifying. Like, 
you can you can be you can be okay with it. I'm not saying you're not allowed to believe that, right? That I, you, I, you don't have to have the same morals as me. I just think it's wrong to genocide like people with Down syndrome. You know what I mean? You have completely derailed this conversation. You're, you're assuming that I'm pro people having uh, abortions for people who have Down syndrome when I, no, we're talking about. I'm not saying you do. I'm saying okay. in Iceland. They've what does this have to do with trans rights? Right. So we see a higher rate of autistic people, uh, autism in trans kids. You, you we said, also you said then, it makes it the majority. It does not even based well, on the I source you pulled up. Okay. Twenty four percent. Okay. Uh, I still believe that this is very much an effort. I, I think I think the left is intent on genociding trans people. In what way? Removing their ability to reproduce. How are they removing their ability by to cutting off him? their testicles and removing their? That is uteruses. not the only operation that is done. There are nope. trans people who maintain their same genitals as before. Right. Not everyone has to decide to get bottom surgery. That's a choice and, they should make. And cross-sex hormones do have a high rate of causing sterilization. It can, but it doesn't always. Also, and you can be like, trans and sure. not get any operations at all. So I think you are. So like, I'm in favor of making sure these people can always have families and have kids, right? Your position, whether you support the moral, moral issue of or not, results in many of them being stale. For instance, the reason I use Jazz Jennings as an example, because this is a person on television with millions of followers who wrote a book and told kids about this journey. The journey that Jazz Jennings went on resulted in a complete inability to have a family and have children. I think that's terrifying because Jazz was not old enough to understand the implications of that. Jazz will never have a family. Jazz, the, 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 the genetics of Jazz Jennings is over. That is one of the most horrifying things to me as a human being, because I think genocide is wrong, right? Why should her ability to be uh, or have reproductive function, why should that concern you? For the same reason the Uyghur Muslims in China concern me, like human rights issues. China, for instance, But has, what if she never wants to have kids? That's something you determine for yourself later in life. Exactly. So why is it our it. business? Because it's been removed before Jazz could have the ability but to again, make the conclusion. But again, that has nothing to do with us. She could decide to never want to have kids, and that's fine and valid. Right. So my morals would be that a, a society protects the children because there are certain things you can't know until you're at least 24 or older when your brain is fully developed, which is why we don't allow people to drink and do, like, do certain drugs, whatever sure. drugs are legal, until they're 21. So for me, I'm like, if you can't drink till you're, eight, till you're 21, if there's like, you can't smoke till you're 18... This society absolutely recognized, you can't drive till a certain age, that uh, the reason that the driving age is, is what it is, one of the arguments made, I think it was in Illinois, is that risk taking is a lot higher in youth than it is in older people. So the argument is once you're past 16, you go through driver's ed, that helps uh, control for the higher risk taking of, of younger people. So we set an age limit. For someone who's 10 years old to be put on Lupron and then cross-sex hormones, they will never develop the ability to reproduce. So in the instance of Jazz, again, a famous individual who's very influential with millions of followers, there was never the ability to reproduce developed, which caused complications. Complications aside, that's Jazz's personal business. But the, the puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones did sterilize Jazz, 100% sterilization. Jazz was not old enough to understand the implications of that. So I, I have concerns about having children, whether they choose to or their parents choose to, I think that's genocide. I can kind of see your argument because if a kid was straight, a straight kid, just a kid, and they were like a 12-year-old girl, and she was like, I don't want to have babies when I'm older. And the mom was like, okay, then we'll sterilize you right now. And they went and had the kid had a hysterectomy. That's, I think that's illegal. I don't know, but I would imagine society needs to protect uh, little little kids from crazy parents that are like, just because a 12-year-old says they don't have babies later. In life. So the I'm fact that it is sterilizing as a byproduct, I think should be should be taken into account with the whole procedure. 
I think I that's think, still uh, something that comes down to the individual and what <clears throat> they choose to do. And if someone is like, I want to have gender affirming care, knowing the risks, then why is that my business? It's the same thing with someone who wants to have well, a, a surgery that can have other complications. That's not my business. If someone had uh, an appendix inflamed and they had to have their appendix out, there are potential complications that come from that. But I'm not going to prevent them from having health care and saying that you can't have a right to get your appendix out because every major medical association in the United States agrees that that is the best way to treat appendicitis. And in this case, when we're talking about trans people, every single medical association in the United States agrees on gender affirming care. Then you know what they every should do? Every single one. You know what they should do? They should produce one single randomized controlled trial for puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to show that it's safe and effective. But they have not. So it's not healthcare, it's experimentation. You talk about giving kids healthcare, that's not healthcare. Healthcare repairs something which is broken. You use the example of somebody's appendix not functioning properly. Yeah, of course. Okay, yes. So, so what you have to do in that instance is intervene so that the body can function as, as it is intended to. Destroying somebody's ability to procreate is demolishing the organ that you're claiming to treat, right? You're but, destroying but, the biological function rather than helping to improve it. That's not healthcare. I want, I want to pull this up too. This is from University of Utah because I was reading about this recently. It's it, it goes on to mention that hormone replacement therapy can make you sterile uh, and that it's important. It can. Uh, it's important to pre preserve your sperm, it says, if you're trans feminine. Uh, otherwise, the hormone therapy may make you make it impossible for you to have biological children. Uh, if someone is put on puberty blockers and then cross-sex hormones as a child, they will never have the ability to preserve their, their reproductive functions. So if you're put on puberty blockers, they are reversible. You can stop being on puberty blockers and you can still maintain a lot of things that you were worried about being taken away. When it comes to Jazz Jennings specifically, um, she's actually made statements about this because, you know, I, I was just looking this up. Jazz Jennings says, I don't regret my transition at all. When I was 11, I started male puberty and I was put on hormone blockers. Those blockers saved my life and continued to save the lives of so many youth out there. If I was forced to go through male puberty, it would have been devastating. Even more so, taking estrogen through hormone replacement allowed my body to develop how I wanted. Well, I blossomed funny. into a young woman, eventually got bottom surgery, and now living as a proud woman today. What does that have to do with me? Why would I want to take that away from someone else? What well, year was we're, did she we're make talking that statement? That, she made this on March 31st. She made it recently because that video came out where the mom said she was going to force the dilator. And then Matt Walsh jazz. went hard and Jazz yeah. was like, hey, Matt. And then so Matt was like, sorry, Jazz. Th hey. th there's, a, there's a lot of questions around the morality of this. The left likes to refer, defer instantly to purity arguments, which I find fascinating considering the left typically has a low uh, purity uh, uh, rating when it comes to moral foundations. For example, when you said it's really weird talking about someone's genitals, it's a purity argument, which the left typically never makes. That's why I said it's a very weird thing for you to do. Approaching this from an academic perspective, we would make a few arguments about whether or not a person can truly understand they've lost the ability to reproduce if they've never had it in the first place. The, the, the psychological and the philosophical, philosophical implications of stripping away a person's ability to reproduce before they were old enough to even know what that was. So, uh, for example, if you take an adult human, female or male, and remove their genitals by force, they will be very, very upset. Extremely upset. In fact, it's a form of torture in a lot of countries. It's, it's meant to terrify. If you took away their ability to feel sexual satisfaction, it's a form of torture. In fact, female circumcision is, is horrifying to the world. And it actually was huge controversies up in Dearborn, Michigan, because what it would do is it would result in women who are as adults could not feel anything when and, and they were effectively used as like objects for their husbands. So in making an academic argument, we would say Jazz Jennings does not understand. And that's fine. If Jazz is happy, that's great. The, the, the argument into, into the greater is Jazz will never have kids. Fact statement. I think it's wrong 
to take away that from someone who doesn't understand what it what is. What if they don't want kids? They will decide that when they're an adult and have assessed the circumstances. But jazz can't actually feel any of this. Jazz jazz can't feel. Uh, this, this is a, this was a study. There was a doctor who came out did a, did a Zoom video on it specifically. I think referring to jazz that jazz will never experience any adult satisfaction or desire. And so the question then becomes, why did jazz get bottom surgery? My question: Why do you think jazz got bottom surgery? Oh, I don't have to ask that. She explained why. What, what she, and she, she said that she said that she's satisfied with it. What that, she, that, that, what, should, what did, that should be say? the extent of it. What did she say? Um, I don't regret my transition at all. When I was 11, I started male puberty and I was put on hormone blockers. Those blockers saved my life and continue to save the lives of so many youth out there. If I was forced to go through male puberty, it would have been devastating. Even more, taking estrogen through hormone replacement allowed my body to develop how I wanted. I blossomed into a young woman, eventually got bottom surgery, and I'm living as a proud woman today. Yes, I do struggle with mental health and always have, but it's not because I transitioned. And it's unfortunately something many LGBTQ plus people face. Why? Because it has a lot to do with hate and a lack of acceptance that we receive in society, like I was saying before. So, so, so to all of you speaking about our mental health for views and calling our families abusers for supporting our transition. You are the only abusers. So what was the purpose of the bottom surgery? It affirmed her uh, of, uh, gender. Of anyone, it, of anyone. It, it affirmed her gender. What does that mean, affirmed gender? So you have, and all of us have a gender identity that we want to express in one way or another. And with hers, she affirmed her gender through the process of getting bottom surgery to look more and feel more like a woman. Why do you think Jazz stopped dilating? I don't know. Probably because it hurt. But if, if this was an important part of affirmation, you'd think Jazz would maintain it. That's not for me to decide. That's someone else's own identity. So, Again, that's why it's weird to me to try and impose this upon someone else. Like to try and say like uh, you're disgusted at the fact that she can't have kids or something like that. It's like, I don't know if she ever wants kids because I don't know who she is. But that's a decision for her to make between her and her doctor it has nothing to do with me. Why, why would any uh, trans child get uh, a bottom surgery? Again, to affirm their gender. So what, as, as part of gender okay. affirming care. Why and would, children don't get bottom surgery, by the way. It's usually over 18. Well, Jazz, Jazz was, was 17. Yeah. Right. Jazz and was and so there are exceptions, and yes, that, but that, average that, average um, age is over Kim 18. Was, um, was like Boston, Boston's Children's Hospital has never done that on anyone under the age of 18. The average age for bottom surgery is over 18 years old. So overwhelmingly. Why, why would, uh, uh, I, I just don't understand why the, um, it's not penile and virgin vaginoplasty. I don't know what it's called because Jazz didn't have a penis. Uh, what's the purpose of making uh, 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 the, the hole, the space? What's the purpose of, of, of that? What's the, the operation is because it gives them, uh, it affirms their gender through the process of having a similar genitalia to a cis woman. So what's the purpose of it? I just explained that. So the purpose of it is just feeling, just emotion. No, the purpose of it is it is part of affirming who they are through a surgery that makes them look and feel more like a, a version of a woman that they want to be. You don't have to. There's not a template. That's not the only version a woman can be. There's other versions of how a woman can be and look, but that's the version that she wanted. So what I'm trying to understand is why create a permanent wound for the purpose of a man to have sex with in order to affirm the identity of someone who can't feel any of that? Well, first off, I have no idea about the actual sensations that people experience after these kind of surgeries, but that's not my business. And the second thing would be, I don't believe it's a wound. I believe it's an operation to have a genital change. That's it. So but describe it, it as a wound is just very crude. But it's factually a wound, right? I'm, I'm trying to avoid the right, the right calls it a mutilation or an abomination. I'm not saying that. But it's, that, it's still crude to just call it a wound. After but it's, after it's there, healed, I'm sure there's no more wounds no, no, or scars or anything. They have to dilate for the rest of their lives because it is a wound. Like, I'm being academic. I'm not trying to be insulting to anybody. The right calls it mutilation and abomination. 
The reason they have to use dilators for the rest of their lives is because it is factually a wound. But you're asking me a question that I can't answer because I'm not this individual. I don't know why someone would want to get that surgery because I don't, I'm cis and I don't experience these kind of things. But if someone and wants to, great. but Tim, if, and, and if someone wants to and it makes them feel better and improves their quality of life, then why do we have to get in the way of that? Well, can, can right, I so, interject so my, here? Because... My position is for adults, I agree. And I had the argument with Tom Fitton. He said it should be banned outright. So I disagree. Mm -hmm. But overwhelmingly, when you look at the data, when it happens to children, it improves their psychological distress. It removes and lowers suicidal ideation. It shows in the data that it helps them. That's not true, man. So the, no, no, no. the, the studies you have here, that I, the study you have absolutely here, the largest true. one. The, so first of all, as I mentioned, there have been no controlled randomized trial, but the largest study for, you for cited there, the, the largest study that you cited there does not say what you think it says. The Stanford University one, it was 27,000 people who were surveyed in 2015, and then there were two analyses done of these studies by Jack Turbin. And he lumped data together and did a few manipulative things to like get the results he wanted. But there's two very important things to mention, which is firstly, this study was based on convenience sampling. So they were speaking with people who were sent to them by LGBTQ advocacy groups and groups that they reached out to. So you're already not getting an unbiased population sample there. And then they were determining whether that person received puberty blockers and other such treatments or hadn't, but they didn't go over the reasons. In fact, the people who hadn't received puberty blockers or those kinds of treatments didn't receive them because they weren't allowed to. And one of the requirements for being able to receive that kind of treatment is some level of psychological stability, which means the people who weren't on puberty blockers in that study were more likely to be psychologically unstable, which we would expect to produce a higher suicide rate, but that wasn't controlled for. On top of that, the data actually shows that the men who are on estrogen were more likely to become suicidal that but what he true. ended up doing that's true what he ended up doing was lumping them together so he said people on cross-sex hormones are less likely to commit suicide because according to the sample he had of women that was true enough to overcompensate for the increased likelihood of suicidality in the men and he just threw them all together as if a man taking estrogen is the same thing as a woman taking testosterone and we could expect the same medical outcomes so and i'm saying that's bullshit so so to respond to you i do have a um, number of peer-reviewed studies Related to this. And if they're as good as that one, I'm telling you they're trash. Mental health outcomes in transgender non-binary youth receiving gender-affirming care. February 25th, 2022. This one shows kids who received puberty blockers and hormone therapy had 60% lower odds of moderate or severe depression, 73% lower odds of suicidality. Gender identity five years after social transition. This one is in the American Academy of Pediatrics, peer-reviewed, July 13th, 2022. Between 317 youth, they found 94% binary uh, transgender stayed the same. Only 2.5% reverted to reverting as cisgender, 3.5% as non-binary trans. A UK 2019 study of 3,398 people who had gender-affirming care found that only 0.47% regretted it. Another one, the impacts of strong parental support for trans youth found that parents who support trans youth, this was 433 participants, double-blind study, 93% reduction in reported suicides. So why do you- Hold on, and I think we can all have the good faith that you did as much work fact-checking those studies as you did the one I just tore apart, but I didn't have time to go into every single bit of statistical information uh, you would bring here. Th th this, is, this is the problem with, like like you mentioned, going to studies back and forth or whatever. So that's why I'm, I'm fine with, I'm not here to change your morals. Right. Oh, and, that, and that's fine. So my question would just be, why do you think it is that in Europe they've abandoned the, these practices? A lot of it was political. If you, if you look at the history of it, especially when it came to puberty blockers and how that was handled, um, it was in large part a political decision that both um, medical groups, advocates, as well as pro-LGBTQ organizations 
outwardly um uh protested and especially like i know you're going to bring up finland i believe was one of the countries that it is sweden as well uh and the uk yeah and, and in a number of cases Denmark, this, this is something in which experts experts in the fields of endocrinology uh pediatrics they were very opposed to it it was politicians who were pushing for this and so this was a political decision this is why i don't like <clears throat> when politics get directly involved in medical decisions because i mean like you were saying if you want to look up the actual organizations that support this it's every major medical association in the United States. Everyone without like without fail. But they're all I, I, they're I got, for profit. A lot of times if you don't get politically involved in the medical some, industry, they'll experiment on humans for, some, for money. And also some of them are fair, some like, of them are not. If I listed them to you right now, because I have the list, you some of these are not for profit institutions just looking to make a fucking buck. Some of these are just genuinely concerned about child health care. And some of them have various, I mean, ideological biases. This isn't always about money all the I mean, time. I, but I'll, if you're going to reject what's, what Tim is saying about medical institutions no longer performing these operations in Nordic Europe because you're claiming those institutions have become political, I don't know how you could give any credibility to the American ones. So it's not the medical... Do you think the American okay, on, model on, of Seamus, practicing Seamus, medicine Seamus, is better than the Seamus, model in Nordic let me, Europe? Let me answer your question. Okay. It's, it's not the organizations themselves that have done it distinctly. It was politicians and political organizations as well as think tanks that were pushing for it. And it was a lot of experts in the field that directly wanted it not to happen, that were fighting I, I, against it. But then it. why is it the case that the, so the, the nation that started doing this earlier than any of the others was the Netherlands. They started around 1990 administering puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for children who uh, purported to be struggling with feelings of dysphoria. And so they have some of the longest term data available on this. And what they found is that transitioning has no effect on suicidality. That's part of the studies that I'm interested in is the suicide stuff. Like in 2022, they measured a bunch of people that transitioned. They were suicidal. They transitioned. Now they're not. But it's like, hey, that was eight months ago. Like, how are you going to feel in four mm -hmm. years from now? So it's hard to say, like, now long, now they're no longer suicidal just because they're Wait. like, yeah, I'm not suicidal now. But like, we got we, we need long-term studies. We, we do need to go to Super Chats because we're, we're, oh. we're way past. But I, I do want to ask another just question. Like, do you think the Earth is overpopulated? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. You don't think so? No, I want more people. I love people. I want more birth. I, I want more humans. I love everybody, man. I want more people on this planet. Do you, but what about climate change? Climate change is coming. It's real. It's happening right now. But I mean, but you're not Malthusian then. No, I'm not. yeah. Okay. But but, okay. but more people means agree, more climate yeah. change. You got more mouths to feed. It's you true. got more fuels to burn. But more orgasms. It would also means more scientists well, that, figuring out that, how to that cure was, the carbon problem. That was kind of weird, right? <laughs> it, but, more, more humans doesn't necessarily mean more climate change because more humans might figure out better ways to balance out the climate. I'll just, I'll just say one last thing and we'll go to Super Chats and then um, I guess we, I want to try and get to the, to the members only portion. Actually, uh, man, I feel bad for going long. We should go to the members portion so we can do uh, uh, audience Q&A and stuff. There's some big but Super Chats in here. I'll just I'll try and grab as many as I can and then we'll we'll try to just we'll, we'll go straight to Q&A for the members only portion. But my attitude is very I'm, I'm not a conservative. Uh, I'm pro-choice. I think, you know, I've got my morality. But in the long term, I really don't care that leftists are sterilizing and aborting their children. I thought you did care. Uh, from a moral position, but like. I'm not a conservative like like Seamus, where Seamus is very much like we have to end this because, you know, it's wrong. I'm a, a I'm, I'm not a conservative. I, I, if, if, if a woman is going to get an abortion at a certain uh, a certain age, I'm like, I disagree with it. But I'm more libertarian in the respect of like people can choose to do what they want to do. I think it's certainly wrong to sterilize kids. But the end result is the future is going to be a bunch of Christian conservatives and Muslims. And so Jews. like it's a it's and a Jews. self 
if you if uh, and Mormonism. Uh, yes, but the, the Jewish population <laughs> diaspora is like 12 million, and, and Christians and Muslims are billions. Yeah. So like, well, but, but that's happened but, in Israel, right? Where the more religious Jews have more children, and so they're dominating right. elections. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we saw this since the year 2000. Liberals have been effectively shrinking. Gen Z is the first generation in 100 years to slightly move towards conservative in some some areas. Likely not because Gen Z is becoming conservative, but because there's less liberal Gen Zers than there are conservative ones. So the end result of all of this is just like, look, man, I'm not going to convince you to vote the way I would vote. I'm not going to convince Seamus to vote that way I would vote. But it doesn't matter anyway, because in 100 years, you guys are sterilizing and aborting your kids. End of story. Wait a minute. Not you. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, saying from I the think he's, he's left, saying, he's saying right. I represent the left to him. Do you? Do you? Do you feel like you represent? He the left? A leftist. I, I, I don't. I don't feel I represent the left. No. Well, you call yourself a leftist, but I, I am. So, I'm a proud leftist. I wear that. I don't have to yeah. hide that. I don't hide my power. Well, so, so my, my, I, I don't wear, uh, you know, some kind of like uh, hidden power. My, my, my point that, is just this, right? I'm just saying I, I'm not. I'm like there's no single voice for the left. I'm not. I'm not the voice of the left. No, sure, yeah. sure. I'm just saying the left will cease to exist. Mm -hmm. and the middle and the right will supplant it, and then the middle will become the left, and the right will, will stay the right. Here's what I'll say, is that LGBTQ plus people were heavily persecuted by a lot of different groups, including the Nazis at one point or another in history, and you just can't get rid of And the of communists. If you, if you, and, and the communists. Yeah, and if, and if you were to get Shea rid Guevara, of man. every single queer, if you got rid of every single gay, every single lesbian, every single bisexual, every single trans person, if you got rid of all of them in a generation or two, they would reappear because yeah. they're a part of us. They're, they're a part of humanity. They're a part of all of us. They just exist. They are they are a part of the human experience. Yeah, but I think that chart you showed with the left-handed thing. Yeah. If Christians and Muslims start dominating, they're going to be repressed. Right. So the, the idea is it's like basic math. We saw this in 2000. Liberals were having 1.45 kids and conservatives were having 2.01 kids. So conservatives were at replacement levels and liberals weren't. 20 years later, we see slightly more for the first time ever conservative Gen Zers in some areas. Gen Z is about, according to Pew, as progressive as millennials. In some areas, a little bit more progressive. In some areas, a little bit more conservative, which is shocking because every generation was skewing more progressive. Hmm. This is likely due to the fact, not like I said, not that children were like, I'm conservative now, but conservatives had more kids. So it really doesn't matter what your position is if your position is less kids for the left and more kids for the right. So you think transgender people should have more kids? I would love it if trans people and LGBT people had children and families. That's my personal morality. But the end result is there is one faction that is pro-abortion, unrestricted, and in favor of practices which result in a, high, a substantial rate of sterilization for children. Conservatives, be it Muslim or Christian or Jewish, don't do these things. And so the future is very obviously going to be an Abrahamic conservative country. Yeah, but we need a, a more scientific religion in the future. <clears throat> this is another two-hour conversation, maybe. <laughs> Let's let's read some super chats and then we'll uh, we'll try to get the members only Q&A straight to the Q&A and uh, I'll try and find some good, uh, good super chat questions just to make sure Carly says as a woman who's had an abortion and given birth later in life, this man needs to do some research, but he sure has some balls for having this conversation on Timcast. Well, I respect it. Absolutely. I thought it was a good conversation. The search TV. <clears throat> Lance. Yeah, what is it? YouTube.slash the Surf's TV. Yeah, uh, everywhere social media is sold at the Surf's TV if you want to hear my musings. And uh, I, I will add that while uh, I do distinctly disagree with uh, most of the takes of the people on this panel, they've been uh, very friendly and very nice to me. And uh, they put me in a nice hotel. And uh, Ian is, uh, is just as friendly in real life as everyone, uh, <laughs> as gonna, everyone uh, led him to believe. I'm it. going to the moon so with me, you, dude. <laughs> let me, let me, here, here's one from Marby Doug. He says, please ask your guest if he feels the same about bodily autonomy. Bodily autonomy 
autonomy with regards to the vaccines? Uh, yeah, I think you should have the right whether or not you want to take the vaccine. So you, you would disagree with the vaccine mandate? Uh, a forcible vaccine mandate? I mean, for the purposes of freedom, yes, but it sucks. That's one of those like it sucks. But of course, I don't think people should be forced to have to take a job against their will. Like no. if, if the government said in order to go to a school, government mandated. Well, no, like a government mandated vaccine program. I disagree with in that, like every single human being is like strapped down and like, oh, I don't want to take it. But, but you have to kind of thing. But you would be OK with like every facet of society saying we require vaccines. Oh, when there was a vaccination like um, uh, what was the word for it? Like a segregation of people who were vaccinated and unvaccinated. Well, like. You oppose the government holding you down and vaccinating you. Yes, I, I think you should have a choice whether or not you should do that. But other people have a, should have a choice whether or not they get sick from you because you didn't vaccinate yourself. Kind do you, of thing, do right? you think the government should be allowed to mandate vaccines for public accommodation? Yeah, for certain things, of course. Like, we already do that for hospitals. You have to be vaccinated if you're a nurse or a doctor against a host of different things for mm. obvious medical reasons. And I think that serves an important purpose. So... Same thing they're, with they're, the military. The military is mandatory vaccination for the same reasons. But so, so your line is bodily autonomy but not participation in society. Well, you can choose whether or not to be a doctor. You can choose whether or not to be in the military. Well, I mean like going to a cafe or a movie or something, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying that there are certain things where it makes sense from a scientific standpoint where like if you're a doctor or nurse, yeah, that probably is sure, something sure. that you but should what be about going vaccinated to the for. It depends if that is directly going to have an impact on the broader society if people get sick so no, large. But, but that means no bodily autonomy. No bodily autonomy like in, up to a point. In, you can choose whether or not to go to the movies. That's, your, that's your choice. You can choose whether or not that, to join the military. So, so, so that's my point, right? You, yeah. you you don't agree with the government holding you down, but you do agree with the government excising you from society. We we already accept this. The government does that in a variety of ways already. Right. So the the limit is we, like, we already live in that Madison society. Madison Square Garden, for instance, had a vaccine requirement. Sure. And I think Joe Rogan had to refund tickets because he said the show before the requirement. Sure. And it was the government that imposed the requirement on all the businesses. So the vaccine mandate, there's there's two ways to look at it. I think what they're asking is ostracizing or excising someone from society is a vaccine mandate, right? Using restricting someone's ability. You have to, an ability to you have a choice to do it whether you want to or not. It's 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 whether or not you can have convenience and, and pleasure in society. And it's it's obviously a big inconvenience if you don't get to go to see Madison Square Garden, of course. So but this is a this is a by case basis as well, right? Government the government can pressure you to do it. It yeah, can take away pressure, for sure. privileges and access until mm -hmm. you do it. As, as a matter of public safety, we already allow this. The government does this in a variety of ways for a ton of different things. I get concerned about that phrase, public safety, because if another, if they're like, this common cold is very, yeah. very contagious. Hey, we have a vaccine ready for it. And I'm like, you know, let's do some long-term studies. Vaccines are, can be very dangerous if they're not studied properly. Um, so maybe that's another conversation to have. I think it's very important not to let the medical industry govern us. Well, that's why we have a government. Also, this isn't all axiomatic, right? So you could have the position that under no circumstances would you ever support the government mandating vaccines. You could be of the position that you would be in favor of it, but just not for a, a disease with the infection and mortality rate that COVID has. There's a lot of different approaches. So uh, Admar says this guest looks like the kid of Brendan Fraser and Justin Long. <laughs> Did you get that, Just Brendan Fraser? Not, not I, oh, my life, my life. <laughs> I've been I've been called Brendan Fraser my entire life. It's a it's a running meme. Um, Tim, I gotta I, I gotta I, I gotta I gotta read this one. There was a super chat I love how they call me a kid, you. by the way. Hey, just so everyone knows, I'm the oldest person in this room. No, I'm, I'm 44. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. I, I, I gotta read it. I gotta read this one. This is important. 1776. As life says, what is a woman? Would you like me to answer that? Yeah, a woman is. An adult human female. Easy enough. I agree yeah. with that. So trans women are not women. Oh, also, absolutely. I would answer that. What is a woman? Females. A woman is Tra hot. Trans women aren't female. They're male. No, they're female. So they have 
female gametes and whatnot? Oh, this is actually very uh, interesting. Do you, do you want to talk about gametes? So in, in uh, embryonic development, uh, when you have two gametes, obviously, the sperm and the egg, they combine, right? Usually it's the 23rd chromosome, the XX or the XY, that is going to determine whether or not someone becomes a male or a female. But that's not always the case. There are exceptions to this, known as people with differences of sexual development, DSDs or intersex people. Like there could be other combinations. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's on a conservative estimate, 0.6% to 2% of the population, there is more intersex people in America than there are redheads. So there's a lot of intersex people. And that's there if, are you other, that's well, if you go with the 2%. That's if you go with the 2%. Seamus is yeah. completely right, but I do want to add one really interesting but thing about this. how does that this. mean a female is a male? So here's here's the neatest part. There are individuals who have XY chromosomes, which is normally what is going to be a male, right? You develop, mm -hmm. it, it's not the only factor, by the way, it's a pull, push and pull with hormones and other <laughs> stuff like that. But there are people who have XY chromosomes. So if you looked at their bones years into the future and you analyze them, they would be genetically male, yeah. but they have a specific condition that suppresses testosterone, which makes them develop 100% like women. That's we right. are all templates. We are all templates and based on hormones, uh, the expression of gender, and, and different factors, we turn in one direction or the other towards more male or Did you know more that female. Certain drugs well, don't affect men and women the same way. Exactly. And that's that's the, the, the interesting so if, thing. But we can hijack is... this entire process. If we take hormones, so if we take testosterone or estrogen, we suddenly can have traits that are more feminine or masculine, the redistribution but it doesn't of change. fat, the growth, the growth of breasts, the length of hair, all that kind of stuff. So the there socialist are, it wants to redistribute the fat. <laughs> so so here, here's, here's, the, here's, here's what I'm getting to. Is, uh, I think it was in 1990 they passed a law in the United States that required clinical testing to be done on men and women separately because women are affected by drugs differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they found that painkillers, for instance, didn't work on women. And so these male doctors were all like, these women are sissies. They can't take the pain. When in reality, it's like the painkillers weren't working. Yeah, they were being so uh, and they also uh, in these studies found that, you know, uh, the, the, the differences between males and females, you can't change through hormones. For instance, fast twitch muscle fiber, mm. uh, collagen in the skin prenatal testosterone, the impact, that won't change from later in life taking hormones. Mm -hmm. So a male's not a female, female's not a male. Gen sex is bimodal. I think if you ask- It's, it's, the, it's genuinely not, any, any it's scientist- It's not bimodal? It totally is, totally Sorry. is, totally is. We've, we, we've, gone, we've gone from the left saying that uh, sex is bimodal to not rejecting it, or, or, or are you just incorrect? I think I'm incorrect, hold on. Do you know what bimodal means? I don't know. It means that intersex people exist and that there's an overlap between the two bell curves. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're totally right. This is, I, I'll take a big L right there. Sorry. That, that, that means that 97% yeah, yeah. of females will have statistically average female traits. Yes, you're correct. The reason I wanted to jump on that, though, is because you're saying that just because you have XY chromosomes, that means by definition you're male. That's not true. The South, the, 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 I didn't oh, see that. Didn't. Okay. Yeah. Do you know about the South African beauty queen? Where she is, yes. by, by, yeah, by all, there's a documentary on her. By all accounts, if you saw her, you'd be like, this is just a gorgeous, beautiful woman. She has all the, the parts of a woman. She has breasts. She has, you know, a vagina, all that stuff. <clears throat> but she is intersex and her chromosomes are XY. Mm -hmm. So if you looked at her sure. genetics, she's genetically male. And but, so, so and, this isn't, but, 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 but accepting that, you know, we want, we want rights for all people, including intersex people, it doesn't change the fact that they make up a relatively small portion of society. Zero, 0. 0.6 to 2%. So right. can I, can I make a so point So a here? biological male cannot become a biological female. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no one is saying they can. No, well, no, no, no. You, no, just, no. you just did. No, I didn't. No, not whatsoever. I asked you what a woman was. Yes. An adult, an adult human female. And I said, is a trans woman a female? You said, yes. I said, a trans woman is a woman and they absolutely are. This is not a gotcha. But a woman is a female. Cis women and trans women are different. And trans women do not say that they're cis women. They don't. And that's what makes them trans. They say they're women. 
I yeah, mean, of course, because black women and white women are different, but they're both women. But trans women and trans women and a cis woman are different, but, but they're both women. Is female. women. Tra- an adult human female. Tra- a trans woman is male. That was That's what makes them trans. They are not male. So I, I, I just want to make a point. Wait, 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 a woman you, you, is female. You, you they, they are assigned. Yeah, <laughs> assigned. We, 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 yeah, you're assigned your gender at birth. You're so a, we're, we're only uh, we're only one. Is observed. We're two, right? We're two. We're two super chats in. I feel yeah. like a trans woman is wanna, a man, and a, yeah. and a trans man is a woman, and they're both. You're both a trans woman and a man together. They don't. You, they you don't never see it that stop way. becoming one. You always are both. They don't see it that. Way. I think the the point about like intersex or some people having chromosomes that don't exactly match match up with their sex is not the problem for or is not a problem for what is termed the gender <clears throat> binary by the left. Mm-hmm. So I think the best way to define sex is based on a gametes. You know the role a person plays in reproduction. And Tim mentioned gametes and not chromosomes. So I would define a female as someone whose reproductive anatomy is ordered towards gestation, and then a male is someone whose reproductive anatomy is ordered towards insemination. The operating in the operating phrase there is ordered towards, right? And, because and re- someone re- can have an issue with their reproductive anatomy, but it's still ordered towards something. And recognizing the bimodal nature of human sex, meaning that overwhelmingly there's two big trees with a slight overlap in the middle. Well, even that overlap in the middle, the vast majority of people who are, are intersex are basically clearly a member of one sex, but with some Ooh, feature that appears differently. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, but with it's, one, it's one parents, or two features that appear a bit that, differently. And that's, a, that's a huge problem. Uh, that's a massive problem. But, but, with, but, 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 but then, people who but, you okay, genuinely but, but, can't but, but, tell are extremely, about, extremely rare. I, I, I don't like the argument that we should reform society around, you know, very, very small minorities other than just protect the rights of. So if we're talking about, you know, the issue of uh, biological males going into women's bathrooms or something like that, you have an issue of the civil rights of females versus the civil rights of trans women. And that's where the conflict comes into play. Yeah, but the conflict there is pretty easy. The majority of people who abuse women in bathrooms is cis men. Let's go after cis men for that. Well, I think the solution is easy. Just single stall bathrooms. Like, I don't know. Well, also, can I, the, bathrooms, can I ask? the bathrooms here aren't gendered by that. I want to say everyone at home, if you didn't know that, they don't gender the bathrooms here. There's, there's no there's signs. Rooms. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's, I, I, that's, and, that's, that's, and, that's, and that's the way the world should but you be. Don't My really, position has always been single. You single don't have a house. right to be comfortable. That's not one of your rights. You could deal with it. You know, deal. Life is weird and uncomfortable sometimes. That's I don't. I, but but the, the bigger question is, in general, when it comes to the, the transgender men in <clears> sports and th- women in sports and things like that, is the rights of females versus the rights of trans people and, and who gets... Uh, supplanted. Right. And so my answer to the bathroom problem would be the majority of women who are abused in bathrooms are abused by cis men. And so that we should be, if we want to protect women and go after abusers, go after cis men who attack women in bathrooms. But, but how and do you trans, tell the difference between trans, a cis man and a trans woman? I, 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 I have to add one more part to that. Trans women are more often the victims of sexual and physical abuse than they are the perpetrators. But, but that didn't actually address what I said, right? It's like females and trans women, who gets supplanted? If females say we want a space free from males, period, then should they have their rights protected in having a safe space? Or should trans women say, no, we actually get access to the space? Do, do trans men take away from your experience? Do they supplant to you as a man? Me as personally, man? I don't care. Right. Me too. In so fact, the, so, in fact, trans men make my experience way more interesting. But you haven't answered the question because you're saying supplanting their experience, right? You're taking away from women. There are women right now. Yes. Who are saying they're biological females saying we do not want biological males in our space. Mm hmm. So should Blair White be allowed to go in that bathroom? I think Blair White should go in the bathroom where Blair White appears to 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 fit in most. So why does she why, why does she get a pass? Because she's very passing. Is that why? I I'm not talking about my my view is Buck Angel should go in the men's room and Blair White should go in the women's room. But they disagree with that. She's technically a biological male. I think Blair White stuff. agrees with what I just said. 
Yes, but you're taking my position, and and good for you. That's woke as fuck. Hell yeah. Does, yeah, that's based. I, I, we made progress. I, like, I don't know if you watch the show. It's not progress. I've always had that opinion. <laughs> it's based as fuck. Hell yeah. But I've, but I've always had that opinion. So even so, Cassandra so, Fairbanks. So, so, so trans, trans women can company. go into women's bathrooms. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I don't know. We agree. Yeah. So my issue is. Hell yeah. Seamus doesn't Just agree like, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Buck Angel's biologically female, but, but you, Buck think, An- you think Blair White should have to go into a man's bathroom? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that just why? causes more yeah, problems. Because, because, well, I don't want to say anything that's going to get Tim's YouTube channel taken down. Let's go here. to the members only show. <laughs> and Seamus can then say all of his nasty Catholic things. Well, yeah. All right, everybody, here's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, sorry we didn't get to the super chats. I, I, I genuinely apologize. I, we, we just, we, this is what happens. We, we go off, right? We're going to go to the members only chat. We're going to do audience questions. Smash the like button if you, if you'd like. And head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to do the members only so that. Seamus can say naughty words or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but before we go, That's what they call the truth you can follow now. the show at Timcast IRL on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Lance, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, thank you so much for uh, watching me and listening to my radical leftist Marxist agenda. Uh, if you want to see me anywhere else on the internet, go to everywhere. Uh, social media is sold at at the Surf's TV. That's at the Surf's TV. And also shout out to the leftist mafia who's watching this right now. Love all of you. My name is Seamus Coughlin. Uh, what I'm shouting out is the St. Joseph Novena that I'm praying right now. We're on day four. You can find that on my Twitter. I pinned it. We're praying for the working class in this country in this time of deep economic turmoil, for the unborn, and for our enemies, people we disliked, people who got uh, fired from Vice, still in Mulvaney, and that our country will return to God. And I am Ian Crossland. I agree with you. The country will return to God. I think it is very important that we, although we will focus on the things we are saying, focus very much on the way we are saying them and find a way to communicate with people that we may disagree with. That's the root of empathy and uh, communication and the unification of humanity moving forward. Thank you very much for coming, Lance. That was really awesome. And Tim, you're a badass. So are you, Seamus. Not Serge, though. No, Serge is, <laughs> no, Serge is, is cool. uh, it's like a wavelength. Uh, yeah, uh, that was quite intense. Um, well, we still got more. We're going to do this members only uncensored thing where Seamus is going to go Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you putting this all on me? Because you're the Isn't Catholic. everyone going Super Saiyan? I didn't get I a word in edgewise on air. I just agree with him. I got to perform for you. All right, uh, Serge. Uh, yeah, I'm Serge.com on Twitter. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Let's go. And uh, the last thing I'll say is. For those they're just gonna you know, they aren't gonna be at the members show. Uh, Lance, this is one of the best episodes I think we've ever done. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I really do think these are the these are the best conversations because we obviously clash and view the world differently, but this is where the the, the conversation it needs to happen for for anyone's views to evolve or to at least understand what the other person thinks. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round, Rachel K, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arnie, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, J. 
Genital, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot.exe, Brian Ephraim, Anthropofojack, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.